Hagoyin Rav Heshi Rachmitzlita, one of the premier Talmidim of Rav Salavitchik Zatzal, who's a Rosh Yeshiva in the Yeshiva for decades. And I was zochem for a short kufa to be able to have a chavusa with him. And I just want to introduce him with one comment. Rav Salavitchik was very fond of pointing out the Akdom of the Rambam to Mishnah Torah. The Rambam indicates that even though there were several people who received the Torah from Moshe Rabbeinu, and two of them, according to the Medrash, Elazar and Pinchas, they were intellectually more acute than Yeshua ben Nun. But at the end of the day, who is Mechabal the Torah from Moshe Rabbeinu? Dafka Yeshua ben Nun. Why? Says the Rambam, He's the one that the Torah was given to and in fact, Yeshua was the one who fulfilled the dictum of Chazal, the Medrash and Pinchas, and the Gemara in Brachis. So this evening, tonight, we have, as I said, a very beautiful surprise for all of us that Yedid Nafshenu, for the premier Tabidim of Rav Salavechik, Sheshimesh Esmaran Harav, Yudmashamesh Darav, and Baruch Hashem, he doesn't suffer in the area of intellectual acuity, b'chalal. So we're going to be zonchea this evening to hear Divrei Torah from Harav Reichman Shlita, Talmud Muvok, Harav Salavechik, Ayashikach Harav Reichman, for coming on and for agreeing to grace us with your presence. Ayashikach, Harav Avishai, Ayashiva, Rav, and big Mabitz Torah and Mashpia, so many people in Eretz Yisrael and around the world. It's Mamish Shemai Maisa of Hashgacha Pratis that I'm here tonight. Since the Rav's Ptira, every single yard site since then, I was also to be able to give a shear on the yard site in Englewood with Rav Menachem Ganak and Heshul and other Rabbanim and Talmidim have participated over the years, Rav Shashachter and other great Talmidim of the Rav. But uh, with this situation this year, Rav Ganak was not able to put it together and uh, and then my son, Ramosh Nechemia, who works in Shiva's Torah Shraga, told me this morning, you know, Abba, Rabbi David is making a Yotzeit Shia. I said, wow, maybe I could uh, participate. So, and Baruch Hashem, Rabbi Shai, Shlita was so gracious and kind to let me become part of the uh, the, the menu. So it's Miyamish Chazaka since the Rav's Ptiva. So thank you very much. Um, I just wanted to go over with the Tzibur, a Shaila which came up because of our matzav, uh today of uh, many, many, many people are davening b'yechidus. I know, and on Eretz Yisrael, there's, uh, there's this phenomenon of davening on the Mirpasaot. So someone has to give a shot why Eretz Yisrael was there. In America, we don't have that. So America... 99% of everybody's davening b'yechidus. So Tamidim asked me, and Tamidim asked Rav Shechta and other people, uh, when you da- there's, there's a machloikis about halal 
Mayriv Pesach night. So in the Shulchan Aruch, in Simen Tov Pezayin, is a machlokas between the Machaba and the Ramah. The Machaba writes, "Belayel Rishon Shal Pesach, Gormim Haharal Betzibu Beniimo Bebracha Tchila V'Soif." So he says that the first night of Pesach in Tzibun, you should say complete Hallel, with a brochet chilabasayf, like a regular Hallel of Yom Tov, and the same thing, Leel Sheni Begolos. The Ramos says, We don't do this. We don't say Hal and Shul. This, this question of Hal and Shul, which is a machlekes, the Machab and Ramad, is it part of Mayriv, say the night, as, as goes back to Yerushalmi, which Taisus and Avib Sochem discusses at great length. Uh, it's not mentioned in the Bavli, it's mentioned in the Yerushalmi, that there was, there was a minug to, uh, there was a minug to say Mayriv in Shul, uh, time of uh, the Tanam of Chazal. And Tysus tries to figure it out, how that works out with the Bavli. Anyway, at the end of the day, there's a machlokus here between Machab and Ramah. Do you do it? Now, the question is, of course, that minig, the Machab called Sibur, that is done in, when you have a group. What about a Yachid? So it goes to a very central question. And that question is, what is the Mechaev, if you do say it, like the Mechaebo, Yerushalmi, and of course we know that there's a big Mechaev, like the Hasidim do say the Halal and Shul with the Bracha, many Ashkenazim do not. Uh, if you do say it, what is the Mechaev, um, yes. What is what is the machayiv? What's the what's the source of the chiv? Is it part of the mitzvah of Sipri Yitzias Mitzrayim? Because as we say in the Haggadah, that part of the mitzvah of Sipri is beyond telling the story, beyond learning halachas. There's a special chiv to give shiv v'shevach to the banishleim for Yitzias Mitzrayim. To say a halal. Halal is part of the mitzvah of Sipur, the mitzvah of Shira. So is that mitzvah also the machayiv of the halal and the shul? That the reason we're saying halal and shul is to do a shiva shevach on the night of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, for Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Uh, so the question, if, if that's, that, that's one idea, that's one idea. Uh, and the other idea would be to say, no, it's a, it's a chiv halal of yamtiv. We do say hal yamtiv and uh, Pesach by day. So there's a special din to say hal at night, mitzad the din yamtiv. There's a pasuk, hashir yilochem kelelis chadish chag. It's a pasuk quoted in the Gemara twice to explain, to talk about the halal of uh, the Hall of Pesach, the most one place the Gemara is talking about the Hall of by Korban Pesach that, that says in the Mishnah that being a Korban Pesach 
the Levim sang Halal and the Shechitas of Pesach. And when you eat the Pesach at night, there's also Chiv Halal. Uh, that there's a howl at night, uh, which the Gemara writes at that place for Pesach. But there's another Gemara, that's in Gedachim. Then there's a Gemara in Erchin, the Gemara is discussing howl on different Yom Toib, and the Gemara to say, is there a howl on Rosh So the Gemara says, no, there's no howl on Rosh because Rosh Chodesh has no Isim Malacha, it doesn't have a kedusha of a, of a yomtiv, which is a simalacha, kumalachas of sasu. And the Gemara says, how do I know how it has to do with a simalacha? Because there's a posik, hashir lochem kaleil his kaddish chag. So it says that the shir has to do with a kedusha of a chag. Kedusha meaning a simalacha, which Rosh doesn't have. But the fact that the Gemara quotes this posik, and it's talking about, we know that the Pesach's relating to the night of Pesach, from the Gemara M'sochim, about the Korban Pesach. So the Gemara here in Erchin is quoting it vis-a-vis the Din of Rosh Chodesh, the Din of Yontav in general. So it seems from the Gemara in Erchin that the Halal is not about the Pesach I mean, in the Korban Pesach, you could say it's Pesach Pesach Zushan So I say Halal for Shira, for the Ness, which is represented by the Pesach. But here the Gemara and is discussing saying halal every yomtiv and not Rosh Chodesh. And it's saying because it doesn't fit to the level of Kaleil, his Kaddish Chag. So that would seem to say that the halal of, of say the night has to do with the Kedusha of the Chag. So there are two ideas. Either there's a Machayev of halal for Pirsim Anes, or there's a Machayev of halal for Kedusha Sachag. Now both as I said, that both have a sort of a source in the Bavli, because one Gemara and Sochem talks about the Korban Pesach and the Halal, which seems to connect more to Pirsim Anes. And the other Gemara, about Rosh Chodesh, is talking about Halal and Yontav in general, which seems to connect the Halal, say, the night, to the Kedusha of Pesach. Both of these ideas have their own problems attached to them. So let's deal with the problems. And don't forget, the goal is going to be, the, do we say halal with a bracha as a yachid, not davening on your porch with a minion, you're like us in America, you're in your house, you're davening your own private myriv, will you say, and your minig is to say halal and shul, in your myriv, are you going to say a bracha on your halal in your house as a yachid? Okay, that's the goal to get to. But let's first discuss the fundamental issues here. Is the Hallel, according to the Yerushalmi, and according to the Mechaber, and the Minik of Sfaradim and Chasidim, that Hallel in the Shul, is that a Hallel of Pirsim Anes, or is that a Hallel of Yomtu? Both of which I say have their own particular problem. Let's first look at the option that it's a Hallel of Pirsim Anes. If it's a halal of Pirsimanes, the question is, we're saying halal in the Haggadah for Pirsimanes. I mean, for the, the story of the miracle of leaving Mitzrayim. And we're so thankful. We sing a tremendous shiva, Takarish Bochu, a halal with a nishmas. We're saying it at the Haggadah. 
So why would there be a, a, a minog which probably is rooted in a derisa, right? Because sometimes menhagim are there to fulfill what a kiyum derisa. Sipur Yitzhiya's Misraim is definitely a mitzvah derisa. The hal of Sipur is part of the mitzvah derisa. Okay, so you have to do it once. That's part of the chiyuv. That I'm doing at the Haggadah by the Seder. So why would Yerushalmi and, and all these others who follow that come up with the idea of saying another Hallel for Sipur in Shul? It's saying the Hallel for Sipur in Mitzrayim twice. It's a difficulty. Why do it twice? So this was taken up by the Vilna Goin. And we can see here on the screen that Rabbi Shechter, he gave out the discussion a little bit. And, and on the screen, he quotes here, if you can, I see someone is making it a little bit bigger, which is good, uh, that there's a Vilna Goin right here. He quotes there, the Go, the Gro, and Hilchas Hanukkah, Tof Reish Ayin, Aleph, Sivkot, Nechof, Aleph. And the Goin, the Goin in Hilchas Hanukkah, in Shulchan Aruch, he's discussing the minig to light Hanukkah candles in Shul. And he wants to know, where does this come from? It's not in the Gemara. We're going to light Hanukkah candles in our house. Why is there a minute to light Hanukkah candles in Shul? So the Goyen says that the reason is the Hallel of say the night. We do a Hallel, apparently the Goyen accepted that minute to say a Hallel and say the night. So the Hallel say the night in Shul which is very old, that's a very old minute, goes back to the Rishalmi, that's the source for lighting Hanukkah candles in Shul. Every night of Hanukkah. So what is the Goyen saying? The Goyen is saying that the mitzvah of Pirsim Anes, there is there's a double level of Pirsim Anes. Okay, Hanukkah is Pirsim Anes, the nest of Hanukkah. That's Hadlokas Neus. And then there's a Pirsim Anes of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, say the night. Say the night, the Mitzvah Pirsim Anes, to explain and discuss and to, to sing songs of praise for the Ness of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. And the Rishalmi says to do it in Shul. Why? Because there's another level of Pirsim Anes when you do it B'Tzibur versus when you do it B'Yachidus. When you say the Halal and the Haggadah, that's a Din Yachid. Each individual, we got it to Levincha, Vamartem, Zebach, Pesach. Each individual has his own and her personal mitzvah to say Agada, be Mesaper, and give Shir Veshevach to a Bernishlam for the nest of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. That's a mitzvah's Yochit. So that the going, that, the, that, that whenever there's a mitzvah, Pirsim Anes, there's another Kiyum mitzvah, another level of doing it B'Tzibur. The Pirsimanes of Tzibur is an added level. And there's a very stark variety to this from Mikra Megillah. Because we know that Kriyas Megillah is a mitzvah Pirsimanes. You make a brochash Nisim. And we know from, not going into it now, but from many sources, that there's one level of Kriyas Megillah, which a Yachid does, an individual. And there's another level of Kriyas Megillah B'Tzibur. Pirs HaMegillah B'tzibur is a different level. It's a new level of Pirs HaMegillah of, 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 of the Ness of, of, of Purim. So there is a Kiyum 
ha-mitzvah, a higher level, Pirsim Anes, when I do it B'tzibur. So therefore, that's how the Goyen explains this. He says that we're saying the Halal and Shul, Mitzat Pirsim Anes, and praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the Tzibur, which again, to quote maybe an idea from the Rav, that the Rav always says that whenever you have a minion and you do something with the Tzibur, with a minion, it's in effect, it's Kla Yisrael, that, those ten peoples, the Rav always says that the minion represents Kla Yisrael. So when we're going to say the Halal and the Shul with ten Jews, I'm Yisrael. Not just these ten Jews. The whole Jewish nation is singing that Halal. So clearly it's a different level than the Halal that each Yochid does as a private person in his or her house. So therefore, that's what the Goyen says. There's a double there's a double mitzvah pirsim, and he applies it to lighting candles, Hanukkah. And as we know, that's also applicable to Kriyas HaMegillah. So there are three times that pirsim Anes is Yochid and Sibur, according to the Goyen. Halel, Pesach night, Hanukkah, and Kriyas HaMegillah. And so Rabbi Shechter, he writes in a tshuva, which he gave out right before Pesach, he says, being so, then a yachid who says halal is quarantined and he's saying halal in his house, he doesn't have the kiyum tzibur, he doesn't have the kiyum of, of, of Pirsim and Nesbet tzibur. He shouldn't, he says he shouldn't even say halal at all. It's nothing. He's not doing a kind of mitzvah tzibur, so let him say the halal of Agadah, which is a mitzvah yachid. That's what he writes here in his tshuva. It says, Amir is halal belel pesach. And he quotes, he says, the rough quoted the Goyen, So he says, there's no halal uh, unless you ensure. Then he says his own chiddush, Let's say you have a house with 10 men and they're dabbing with Sibur. He says, if the same people are going to say it twice, you can't say there's some extra level of Pirsimanes because it's the same 10 people who are davening Maira by the same 10 people at the Seder. So that's his own Chiddush. But basically, the Yisoyed of what Rabbi Shechter says is that the Halal in Shul is a Halal of Pirsimanes, of Tzibur, and Tzibur does not apply to a Yachid, so therefore if a person is davening because of the quarantine, He's davening a private Mayriv. He should not say halal after Mayriv. It's nothing to do. He's going to get the Pirsim Nesav or Yochel at the Seder. The way he does no reason to say halal. He's not doing a Tzibur Pirsim Nes. Okay, that's what Rabbi Shechter wrote. Okay, so let's go further down. The, the guy who's running the screen. Can we go further down? Okay, so I wrote something right here. Okay. Let's see what I did over here. 
Alamiras Halal Biachidus Babishl Pesach. So Kama Talmidim Shaloti Alamira Brocha Alahal the site for the Sabbath Bilal Pesach from Mispal Biachidus. But see, the Havat, the Dubai Mam, the Beno Hagon, the Bersa, the Rachik, the Sal Bishurim, the Zecha Abamori, Helek Aleph, the Kuntus Benon Krishma of a Vov, about four, Kfid Vov, Kfishidas Agrama Levi, Achivum Dinyant, Dushas Lel Pesach Bimayucha. So the thing is like this. The Vilna Goin, he's interpreting the hollow of Shu, of my rib of the Rushalmi, as, as another level of Pirsim and Espetsim. However, the Rav, and we quote his words, exactly quoted his father, Moshe Salavetschik, very, very strongly that no, it's not a hollow of Pirsim Anes, it's a hollow of Yomt. It's a hollow of Yomt. The special chi of Halal, the night of Pesach. Normally, Halal is the yom of Yom Tiv, whether it's Sukkot or Shavuos. You say Halal only by day. There's no Halal at night. However, Pesach night, even with a Halal by day, Pesach night is a special mitzvah's Halal. As we've quoted before, this is the Gemara in Erechin. That Hashir Yilochem Kelel his Kaddish Chag, that the Gemara quotes that Pasuk, which is the Pasuk of Halal of Pesach, Halal of Pesach, and the Gemara quotes that Pasuk to explain that the Halal is only when there's a Kedusha, Kelel his Kaddish Chag, and not on Rosh Chodesh. So that Gemara very strongly is, is indicating that the Halal. That we're saying at night is medin yontiv, medin yontiv. Therefore, if it's medin yontiv, who cares if I have a minion? I'm not saying it because there's a minion in Pesamanes. I'm saying because it's a yontiv. It's a special yontiv, the night of the the night of Pesach. It's the same level kedusha as the day. It's a special din. Kelel his kaddish chag. So therefore, the fizer, according to what the rob is going to say. Even a yochid, hamespal abbas beyechidus, chayv lo mahal bebroch al kedushas achat. So now let's see the rav inside in the zech abamari. So he writes like this: Tzoni lahad gish, kadoni avizal, my father of Moshe, kavam masmerim lahalacha. It's a very strong lashon. He banged nails into halacha. Kedas hamechab. He passed in the mechab. So Moshe told his family to say Halal, say the night in after Meiriv. Now I don't know from this Lushen, as called B'nai Beisoy, whether they had a minion. Doesn't seem so. Doesn't seem so from this Lushen, as called B'nai Beisoy. It seems that in Shul, they, they were not saying Mayrev. They had Litvashim and Hagim, like the Ramah, and, and, and he told his family to say it. But anyway, he definitely said to say it with a bracha. Upam simply abamorish, kish echot pipek barazu, kos, adon nabonizal, he said, no, there's a pasuk, 
Hashilochem Kalel is Kadesh Chak, Sugu Be'erichin, Dafiramet Beis, Yalfinan den Hal beyond of Makosavze. Ech Efshel is topic Balocha Bua Kazu. Kashalo Shalo To, Halo Ana Omemes, a Halo Bagodom. Hey Shivo, Hal Ze, Shah Sipitzis Mitzray. Ainu Mahavakim shall Hal shall Yomtiv. So that's the Moshe, that the Hal of Shulas and Mitzvahs Yomtiv. It's nothing to do with the hal of the agada. That's pirsimanes. Now the rav adds, "Bebiyad diva donizal nira ki bevadai im lo koras a hal bebeit haknesses." Let's say a guy never said hal and shul. Oma hal beseid agada yotzi yidei chayva shtein mitzvah. According to this, when you say hal without the shul, you're doing two mitzvahs. One mitzvah hal shosipitzias mitzrayim. Two mitzvah hal shalyamt. Ram, however. Better to say it in shul first. Better to say it twice. Why? Why should he wait with the mitzvah of yomtiv? Okay, you know, uh, that's what he wants to say, the reason to say it in shul, because you want to do a mitzvah as early as you can. Basically, there's another reason. In hal and shul, you're saying the whole thing is one entity. You're saying hal sholem. In the seder, you're splitting it. That's Taisa's problem. Taisa has this huge problem. You know, this comparison between hal and mayriv and the hal at the seder. Hal and mayriv is complete. Hal at the seder is split. So, of course, that's, a, that's itself a separate reason why you should say it in shul, because you don't want to split it. And there's a reason at the Seder why we split. We have reasons at the Seder. Koshani, Koshavi. So that's why it makes sense to say the Hal and Shlumadin Yantiv and say the Hal at the Seder, the way that God wants you to say it, to be split. Then he quotes here the Ramban. Ramban says, Shemitech Tvav Bilk Yerushalmi says, In Shomei Zeknesis Yotza Ola, Sheim Loi Koros Ahal Babet Haknesis, someone didn't say Hal and Shul, Chayv Levorach Al Hal Bagodah. Ramban says, if he didn't say Hal and Shul, he should say Brochov at Agoda. And if he read Hal and Shul, even though he says it in the Seder and Agoda, there's no Brochov. So he needs an explanation. What's the difference if he says Hal and Shul or if he doesn't say it? If there's a Hal and the Agoda and you should say a Brochov, so say it always. And if not, not. But the Rav says, repeat Vrenoel, the Ramban, Elam Yofa Yofa. Shtein mitzvahs hal nikfu b'bel pesach. There are two mitzvahs of halal. One, amiras hal shal yamtu. Right, b'chol yamtu. Ela shibe pesach. Gam ha-hal mechayev likwes ha-hal. Gam ha-layla mechayev likwes ha-halal. Even at night. B'shay yontav al tolab b'yayin. Al pi ha-kosu. Hashir yir lochem. K'leil his kaddish chag. There's a special kedusha of the chag at night for the halal of yamtu. Then there's a number two. Which is part of Sifitzias Mitzrayim, as it says, That's the possibility we got to the Bincha. So the Bichas ha Mitzvah, Sifitzias Mitzrayim is no Brocha. There's no Brocha in Agada. Okay, there's a Rajb and other Mephoshim explain it's not the kind of thing you make a Brocha about. One, Two, 
If he never said it in shul, he should say a brochet at the seder, because he's getting the mitzvah of yomtiv. However, if he said hal and shul, he was yotzeh the chayvus yomtiv, there's no mitzvah, only a mitzvah of sipur, and a mitzvah of sipur, there's no brocha. That's why there's no brocha. So basically the rav is ma'azbir, and with the ramban, as his basic uh, reason, that there's a double mitzvah, the hal in shul is a mitzvah of Yom Tov. That hal gets bracha. The hal of Agada has no bracha. There's a Rashba explains that because Sipitzi's Mitzrayim is Eludvom Shein Lem Shir. There's no minimal, there's no maximum. It goes on and on. Mitzvah. When you have a mitzvah which is no uh, defined beginning and end, there's no Bichas mitzvah. Bichas mitzvah has to have a defined uh, limited Maisa mitzvah which does not exist and Sipur, Sipur is unlimited. However, the Hal of Yom Tiv is a limited entity. You know, you know where you begin, you know where you end, you know what you're supposed to say. So that gets a bracha. So anyway, bottom line, according to the Rav, the Halal of the Shul is a Halal of Yom Tiv, and therefore it has nothing to do with Sipur. It has nothing to do with Pirsimanes, and this is Halal of Yom Tiv. So for sure, if a person is dabbing Maiv in his house, he should say this halal. It's a halal of Yomtev. The only problem which we have left is, why is this Yomtev different than all the other Yomtev? Every Yomtev, the halal is only a Kedushas Hayyim during the day, and night not, and in the, what do you call it, by Pesach, Kalelis Kaddish Chag, there's a Kedush at night, which is Machai halal. So the answer is because this is taka different night. The taka very different. This night is like day. I think there's a, a pisma. We say that and uh, Pesach. One of the piyutim that the night of Pesach is the day of Pesach. Laila The night is full of light. There was a gilu It's day. If it's day, I say halal. It's a kedusha zayim. It's a special night the night of the Seder. It's not the regular night of a regular Yontav. The night of a regular Yontav does not equal the Kedusha of the day. There's the Kedusha's Leil Yontav, like Shvuas, Sukkis, and the Kedusha of the day. And the Kedusha of the day is more than the night. You see, most, almost all mitzvahs of Chagim are by day. Lulav is a day mitzvah, Sukkah is a day mitzvah, and a Shofar is a day mitzvah. There's more Kedusha in the day of a Yontav than there is at the night. There's also a lot of chasidus about it. But there's much more kedusha in the day. So the halal of Yom Tov, generally speaking, is day, not night. However, Leil's Pesach is a kedusha sayyim. Hashi Elohim Kaleil, his Kaddish Chag. It's the paradigm of all halals for all Yom Tovim, as the Gemara says in Elchin, to the exclusion of Rosh Chodesh. So therefore, we say hal at the night because the night has a kedusha of yom, and that's why it's a kedusha of yom And we say the halal with a bracha. Okay, botai. I, I just wanted to say this Torah, uh, and just someone asked me because I said this year uh, some other time also. Says how come you and Rabbi Shech have two different uh, traditions? It's not that we have two different traditions. The Rav was such an amazing 
Magid Shir, he could explain so many alternatives and Rishonim and Achronim that everything was it was so clear, so persuasive when he said it. So he says the Goin, you get to feel, oh, when he says the Ramban, you get to feel the Ramban. I heard the Rav say this Torah about Kedusha's uh, Leil Pesach and the, the Hall of Yom Tov at night many times, not once, many, many times. Almost every time I heard him speak about Pesach, which was almost every year he would speak, and I would always, almost always hear this. So for me, as he writes in his uh, Sefer, Abba Mari, Masmerim Lahalocha. This is the foundation of the halacha. This is the nails banged in. And he said his father did it lemaisa. So it's a it's a hal of yomtiv. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, that's uh, that's what we should do. And uh, I did it. And so I guess some of my talmidim who heard this also did it. Anyway, we should kaka to continue learning uh, at the level of the rav and continue his masayra of of Eon B'tayra and Simcha of Tayra and Yitzhak Shem, the Gul of Tayra. Thank you very much, Shkayach. Shkayach Gadol, Rav Reichman. I also am going to discuss some Yenam of Halel and then the second segment of the Shia will Focused on reflections that I have of Harat Salavetche Zatzal. I'll just begin with a general introduction that I'm sure most of you are familiar with. Okay. That many times during the year, when we say Hallel, Yom Tovim, the Moadim, as Avraham referred to the Gemara in Erech and Dafyurim and Beis, Chanukah the Gemara said, Mishum Neis, there are a number of different Mechaibim of Hallel. The minute of Rosh the Gemara says in Tainus and elsewhere, a minute to say Chatzay Halel, and there are other occasions as well. Again, Rabbi Reichman alluded to them. The Gemara in Pesachim Samach Dalid, the Gemara indicates over there, is it possible that Klag Yisrael took Lulavayim, Bishachtu Bishchayim, Ulaam Bushira, also another Mechayim of Halel, and the Gemara says in Shavuos and Yedalid, when they were marching the city of Yushalayim, again, there's a dinner saying a shir. We know the Ramam Shita in general, the Ramam Paskins, that Amiras Halel B'mayadin is a din Rabbanim. The Ramam writes very clearly in Hilchus Hanukkah that not only Halel of Hanukkah is a din Rabbanim, but Kriyasa Halel, the Ramam says, Lo'elam Edirei Seifer. It's always a din Rabbanim. Bechol HaYom Shagoyim Misa Halel. Whenever the Halel is going to be completed, and the Ramam mentions as the Reiser writes in Masechas Erechin and elsewhere, Shmoyne Osoyem Bashana Mitzvah Ligmar Bahem Esahalel. And the Ram actually has the list, and he mentions Shmoyne Simei Achag, Shmoyne Simei Chanukah, Rishon Shal Pesach. The first day of Pesach, there's an obligation to say Halel and Atzeres. The Gemara in Brachas Nafidalid, Amad Aleph, the Gemara there poses a famous question. It's one of the Makaras of the Ramam, that the din of Halal is the din of Rabbanan. There's a very famous stira between two Gemaras on the same daf, Megillah daf Yudalid, and Brochus daf Yudalid. The Gemara Brochus indicates that Halal is the din of Rabbanan. The Gemara Megillah derives from the Kabbal Chaymer. 
the din of Halel, Mashmet Zedin Daraisa, and on that there's a lot of discussion. But the Gemara asked the Kasha, can I be Masik in the middle of Halel? The Gemara in Brachas, the Dafidalam and Aleph. The Gemara asks, Bahalel over Megillah, Mausha Yasik. Can a person interrupt the recital of Halel and the Megillah? And the Gemara brings the Kabbal Chaymer, Kriyashma Daraisa, Paisek, Allah the Abonami Boy. Certainly can be Masik when one says Halel. So you see clearly in the Gemara, the Gemara assumed. As Dava Pasha, the Halal Zedin Rabban. And the Ramam further has in Sefer Mitzvahs that you actually have in front of you. You have in front of you actually the Ramam both in Hilos Megillah and Chanukah. The Ramam I just read on page number two of the Mamakoma sheet. There are only 11 Mamakoma sheets. And in item number two, the Ramam on top of the page in Paragimah Lachavav indicates what I just told you. But beyond that, it's Yaduah that the Bahag, who did not take the Gemara and Marcus literally, as the Ramban writes in the, his Akdoma to Sefer HaMitzvah, the Ramban spent enormous amount of time defending the Bahag against the onslaught, the attacks of the Ramban. And one of the attacks of the Ramban against the Bahag was that the Bahag counted many, many more than 613 mitzvahs. And among the mitzvahs the Bahag counted was the mitzvah of Halel, that's the Dindar Isa. And the Ramban has in the first Shoresh, look on page number two, in the second item in front of you, You don't count things that are drabonon in the minyan ha Many people were led astray, made a mistake. He's referring specifically to the Bahag. The Bahag is a long litany of mitzvahs that he counts, including their Hanukkah. And then the Ram has a list of others. And in the middle... The Bahag also counted and the Bahag as well counts the Din of Halel among the Mitzvahs Daraisa. And the Rambam takes the Bahag to task and he writes in the last two lines of the second citation here on the page number two the Histakal Minisha Yishma the Shonam Nemula the Moshe Nisinai and the Bahag counts Kriyasa Halel that Dovan Amelech with Meshabeach Hashem Yisbarach we know that the Prokim at the end of, towards the end of Sefer Tehillim, that were composed by David HaMelech, so the Baha counts all this, and even though, in effect, the Ramam says that all these were Tziva Ba'Mesheh, Nemulah Ba'Mesheh Misinai, but still the Baha counts all of these items, the Baha assumes that how is the Dindar Isa? And the Ramam, of course, says that that's not possible. Since David HaMelech is the Mechaber of Sefer Tehillim, as the Gemara writes in Barbasra, together with Asaras Kanin. So clearly, David Melech followed the Torah, and therefore, the Ramam says there's no way that how it could be a Dindar Isa. The Ramban, in the Hasogas, they say from Mitzvah of the Ramam. So the Ramban, Kidarko, as I mentioned a moment ago, defends the position of the Baha. And the, Ram, the Ramban asks, in the course of defending the Baha, he asks on the Rambam, the same question that you posed on the Bahag, I could pose against you. Namely, Kayadua, the Rambam counts the Mitzvah Tfilah as being a Dindar Isa. Against Rov HaRishonim. Rov HaRishonim assumed the Dindar Tfilah is a Dindar Abonim. Many rides are brought against the Rambam Shita, especially the Gemara in Brochus, Sovig Ispalel, Sovig Lo Ispalel, Enochizim Ispalel, Omai Kriyashma, but there's a Sovig, a person certainly obligated to say Kriyashma again. The Gemara says very clearly, the reason, because Kriyashma Daraisa, 
and Tfilah Zerabonah. So you see a clear Gemara that Tfilah Zerabonah, yet the Rambam contends that Tfilah is Minat Torah. And the Rambam counts the Mitzvah Tfilah, Minat Torah, as Mitzvah Say, Hilos Tfilah, Perakal, Falach Aleph. And so therefore, the Ramban says, you are attacking the Bahag, because David HaMelech was the one who's Mechaber Shevet Tehillim, and the Prokim of Havel, and that's after Moshe Rabbeinu, I ask the same kasha on you. Why are you asking on the Bahag when the same question could be posed against you? The Ram himself indicates that the Nusach and the Zmanim and all the other Pratim of the Rabbanan, but the Ram really should have taken note of the fact that he counts Tfilah, and the Ram quotes a series of Sukkim, not getting into that. Shitas Ram right now quotes a series of Sukkim at the beginning of Hill's Tfilah. So clearly, the Ramban argues that just as your position is against that of the Bahar, there's no way that how it could be the Raisa, so too there's no way that Tfila could be the Raisa, so the same attack that you have against the Bahar, I have against you. I'm just mentioning this, but the Ramban himself suggests, and this is also found here on the source sheets that you have in front of you, a very famous Ramban on page number three from the Sefer Mitzvah, he suggests that how is the Raisa, based on what? Are the halacha Moshe one possibility, or the second possibility, the chalal ha-simcha shenistabinu ba Moshe Kassu v'yom simchaslemu adecha v'ashecha tshechem u'skatem b'chatzotzos alo l'osechem v'alzim chishalmechem. The pasuk in Baal Eishla. Now that pasuk is the source for the din of halal daraisa, and the Ramban adds, ki ika hashir b'peh, u'kli l'psume kolohu, where the Gemara says, Rashkhadish is excluded because Rashkhadish is not Mikurish Shachag bin Aton Shira, as Rabbi Rachel mentioned earlier. Here we have two possible sources of the Din of Hal Daraisa according to the Ramban, either Allah Hashem Sinai, or secondarily, the Pasim Balaiska, or Yamsim Chastem, or Vadech Vashirachem, that mandates Shira Bepeh, Bain Allah Karban. So all this was simply said by way of introduction, the general preamble to the background for Halal. And now we're going to examine a bit more carefully. We're going to start with the Gemara Sochim on Daf Kufyu Zayin Amadalaf. This is the Gemara found in item number four in your source sheets, a famous Gemara on Kufyu Zayin Amadalaf. The Gemara initially, on top of the page, the Gemara has the following comment. Amr Abiyuda Mashmuel, Shir Shabbatera, Moshe Vizel Amru Bishar Shalom Anayam. We're familiar with the Shir Sayam that was recited by Moshe Rabbeinu and Klav Yisrael, as the passage says, Oz Yashir Moshe Mnei Yisrael Sashir Azor Sashem Vayom Ulemar. The Gemara then goes on to say a second statement. The Halal Zeb Mi Amaro. What's the marker for Halal? The Gemara asks. So the Gemara answers, Nevi'im Shabbatera Tiklulam Yisrael. Now this Gemara has to be read very carefully in a very didactic kind of fashion. The Gemara seems to indicate that there's a Takwaras Nadim to say Halel on three different occasions. Number one, Al Koperik Uperik. That already the Rashbam earlier in Abu Psalchim says that refers to Shal Shrigalak, the obligation, as mentioned earlier. By Rabbi Rachman Shlita, are saying halal on the Shalosh Regalah. Then the Gemara goes on. This is a striking Gemara. It can be read in one of two ways. 
Adam the Gemara is suggesting that any tzara that Klai Yisrael finds themselves in, so automatically that tzara generates an obligation to say hala. And then the Gemara makes a third statement. Then the Gemara says, segment number three, that when the gula occurs from this particular tzara, there's an obligation as well to say hala. So the Gemara, in effect, is advancing a tripartite notion of Hallel. One obligation of Hallel, al koperek in the course of the Shal Shri That's the Hallel, which we referred to recently in another shear, the Hallel mentioned by the Ram, the name of Haigun, that the Rizkura popularized, namely the Hallel Shal Kriya, that we say every Yomta morning, that's the Mishnah Dachof, that Rabbi Reichman referred to earlier, that Hallel can only be said by day. That's al koperek koperek. And then we have a second Hallel, Al-Kol Tzara V'Tzara Shol There seems to be a massive Kiddush. That the Tzara, that a person finds himself in, what is that Tzara Mechayim to do? To say Hallel. And that seems to be somewhat difficult to understand. Certainly in the time of Tzara, we know even the Ramban, who argues with the Rambam regarding Tzvilah, and contains that Tzvilah is the Rabbanon, the way most we show them assume, but the Rabban says, So I call Tzara, but Tzara shall tell I understand why I want to engage in Tzvilah. But why should one engage in Halil, based Tzara? And the Gemara seems to suggest that. If you read the Gemara the way I just read it, and then the Gemara suggests the third, The third time you say Halil, of course, is when the Gula occurs, when a person actually was okay to achieve the Yeshua Sashem. However, there is a second way of reading the Gemara, which many seem to read, namely the Gemara saying there are only two Mechaibim of Hala. One is Al-Koperek, namely the Shal Shrigalim that I mentioned a moment ago. And the second is we have to read the entire sentence together. The Al-Koperek, any Tzara that comes about, so when the gula takes place, then of course the person is obligated to say halal understandably because he's thanking Hashem for effecting the gula that Baruch Hashem he was to. However, I believe that either of these two explanations are very plausible in the context of the the Gemara is read. I saw actually that someone has a different text in the Gemara and that would of course solve the problem. Namely, his text reads, without the Baba Chibor. If you take out the Baba Chibor and you just read it, and that essentially side steps the second possibility that I mentioned of saying, I'll come back to this in a little while. The Gemara continues on Kufi Zainam and Alf towards the bottom. And also a very striking Gemara. The Gemara quotes the Brayse, Tana Rabbanon, Halal Zeh Mi Amara. Who said this Halal? The Gemara quotes a series of opinions, and they all have one common denominator, as you'll see in a moment. Rabbi Lazar, Amen, Moshe Yisrael, Amru, Bishosh, Amdu Alayam. When Kali Yisrael were literally at the Yam, we know the Torah describes, Binei Mitzrayim, Moseach Areyem, the Egyptians are pursuing them, and in front of them is the Yam, and the way the Torah tells us, by Yitzhakul ben Yisrael Hashem. So the Gemara says, when Klal Yisrael were omid alayam, heim omru loy lonu Hashem loy lonu. Namely, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should save us, not because of us, not because we are Zoycha, not because we are Roy. 
So the Gemara says, Meshiva Recha Kedesh, Riyamalem, Lamani, Lamani, Eseh. The Banisham says, Yes, I understand very well. I'm going to do it because the Banisham is, is interested, Lashem Shamayim, that it should be done. Not because of you, but because of Hashem is Bach. That's one dialogue. Interestingly enough, Rashi understands the Lashem, the Gemara, Bishosh, She'om Duarayan, says Rashi, the Rashbam rather, Lacha She'avru. Or after Klal Yisrael already crossed the Yam, says Rashbam. What will Klal Yisrael davening for then if they're on the other side of the Yam? Says Rashbam, Maybe they're going to pursue us. And they will also cross over the Yam. And they'll overtake us. And God forbid, the results could be catastrophic. So they said to Hashem Yisbarach, Hashem Leilonu. And Rebbe Hashem said, don't worry. Lamani, Lamani, Eseh. I'm going to do it for my own reasons. The Gemara continues with the second opinion. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Yoshua Yisrael, Amrua B'Shosh, Amdu Alei, Malchei Kinan. Makal Yisrael were beset and confronted by Malchei Kinan. Hey, Ramu, Lolonu. Again, they told Rebbe Hashem, we are obviously besieged. Malchei Kinan could engulf us, could encompass us. So they said to Hashem, Yisbarach, Leilonu. And the Rebbe again, the Rebbe answered, don't worry, Lemani, Lemani, Eser. The Rebbe has good reason to rout the Malchik Kinan. The Gemara calls the third opinion, Again, a similar kind of scenario. Each time there's this Bakasha on the part of Klav Yisrael, Tzvakavish Bachu, Loi Lonu Hashem Loi Lonu, and the Ben Shem responds, I'm doing it for my reasons. Rabbi Lozman Azariah, Mechizkiah B'Siyato, Amru B'Shosh Amar Aleim Sancheirim, Hei Ramru Loi Lonu, Umeshiva Lamani Lamani Eser. Another opinion, Rabbi Kiva, Mechanani Mishol B'Azariah, again, Nuchanetzer HaRasha, was literally in the position of Chas V'Sholom, carrying out a terrible situation, and finally, the Gemara then quotes this opinion that we saw earlier a moment ago, after a whole litany of opinions, the Gemara then quotes, so here we see different matzavim, different situations where Kal Yisrael were in Sarah, were in terrible Sakana, and this of course is something which has, in effect, accompanied us b'mesha kaladoros. And what's amazing is that I suggested that perhaps there are three mechayim of halu over here, and that seems to be very much in sync with the language of the Gemara. The second Mechaev, after Al-Koperah, Koperah, is the Mechaev of Al-Koperah, V'tzorah, Shalotava Aleyhem. That doing an Eitzorah is an obligation to say Halal. What's the obligation of saying Halal by Eitzorah? It would seem that Tzfilah is much more in sync, as I mentioned earlier, by Yitzhakul ben Eitzorah Hashem, and the Archaim HaKadosh, and all the Rishen of the Amban there, Rashi as well, comments already in the context of the Shira, Rashi points out, a very striking Lashon HaRashi, the Gurarye, the Maral, already noted, Tovsu Umnu Sadeso. The Gurarye comments on 
when the Torah says, Vayisaka ben Yisrael Hashem, it doesn't say Hispalalu, which is a simple pshat, Sokka is Lashem Tfila, but rather, Tofsu um Nesabesam. So the Maral asks, in the Gurariya, what kind of language is that? So the Maral points out, the nature of that Tfila was Kaniren Lokui, was Pagum. The nature of the Tfila was clearly not in order. Because right after that, the Pasuk says, Vayom Real Moshe, Hamidli and Kvaram in Mitzrayim, Makhtam, Lamus, Bamidbar, Mazon Sosi Solana, Lotsiyanam in Mitzrayim. So clearly one sees that that filah is terribly lacking. But call yourself say, as I just indicated, <coughs> what kind of filah is that? Says the Maral, that's why Rashi comments, they turn the faucet on. I'm actually in my kitchen, so I have a faucet right behind me. So they turned the faucet on. It was something that was done instinctively, but it was not tefillah, shall we say, it was not tefillah, it was not tefillah with the proper kavona. So going back to this yesod, and this yesod is a very fascinating one. So again, if you look in the Marmakomos in front of you, you'll see on page number five, there's a parakeh tehillim, parakeh ches, a very well-known parakeh in tehillim. I'll just read the first few psukim. And comment on one of them. Lamatzeh leeber Hashem ledorin Hashem dibel Hashem es dibel Hashem azayz biyim hitzil Hashem meiso mikav kol oivav mikav shol vayomar erchomcho Hashem chiski Hashem saluim tudosi. The Rebbeinu is my stronghold. The Rebbeinu is my fortress. Echzebo magine bekerishim is gabi. And then we have the following language that the Navi that David Abelach uses. And that is, Mehulal Ekra Hashem, Ume Oiva Yibashea. What does Dabra Melech say? That Akurish Bochu, Ekra, I'm calling out to him, and in effect, I'm engaged in Halel. Mehulal Ekra Hashem, I'm saying Halel to Hashem is Barach, Ume Oiva Yibashea. And then I will be saved from my enemies. So Rashi comments right there the following says Rashi, Behilulin Ekra Enu. I'll call out to Hashem Isbarach with a lotion of Halel. Ve'esvalo the fun of Tommy. Kloimar, af livnei ha-tshua anim ha-haloloi. Rashi says, even before the Yeshua Hashem, I'm going to say Halel. Levi she'matuach ani, she'evosha me'evai. Because I'm certain that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had bitochon, that Hashem Isbarach will save me from my enemies. What a starving Rashi. The Ramban, in his Hasogas, the Sefer HaMitzis, of the Rambam in the first Shoresh. And this Rambam is found on page 6 and page 7, if you look at the Rambam The Rambam refers to this entire Gemara that I read a moment ago, the Gemara of Kufi Zayinam and Aleph. And the Rambam makes the following comment. You can actually read it. It's found primarily on page number 7, towards the top of the Rambam's Hasoga. The Hinei Ladasa Belaza, says the Rambam, that we're talking about the Moshe in the dialogue between Klav Yisrael and Rebbe Shalom and all these events that the Gemara describes and all the scenarios where we were confronted, we were accosted by enemies. And now we tell Hashem is Baruch, Lo Lano, Hashem Lo Lano, and the Rebbe Shalom responds, Lamani, Lamani Esa. So the Ramban interprets, he takes one of them and he interprets it, that regarding Moshe Rabbeinu, Al Tzarosa, Nimparo, well, the Dibri Chachomim, Lo Al Tzara Yedua Shaparo, 
אבל השאירה לכל הפרוקים בהצורס על הגבולו העשידו המתקונס דביר שביניה. אז רמב"ן אפרנטי אונדסטוד that if you read רמב"ן כיפולי, that this is in effect a license to say שירה לכל הפרוקים בהצורס that all the צורס that we're going to encounter in the course of Hashem is brought redeemed in Klav Yisrael, there's an obligation to Halal, which would seem to support the first position that I mentioned, that even during the time of Tzora, there's a chitza Halal, which is what Rashi mentions in Peripit Ches of Sefer Tehillim. So, most we showed and understood the Gemara, the way I mentioned the second approach, namely, there are only two Mechayim. One is Al-Kal Perik, Perik, and the second Mechayim is that there's a tzara, l'chem yigolim, oymim asal gulasam, that when Kali Yisrael achieves the gula, then will be an obligation to say halal. That's the understanding of most we've shown. But the Ramban here seems to be mechadesh, a chidush meratek mo'od. Namely, the Ramban seems to suggest there's a chiyub even be'es tzara, even during the time that the tzara is rachman al-litzan taking place. The tzara is unfolding. There's an obligation to say halal. There's a chiyub of tzfilah, which is in the format of Halel. And when does this take place? Be'ez Tzarasam, during the time of the Tzar. Kimat, Mufurshah, the Ramban over here, in Zasogis, and the Rambam, in Shoreshalaf, of Sefer HaMitzvah. And this is a tremendous Chiddush. And as I said, there are two other Mechaibim. One is the Mechaib al-Koperak, that's the Mechaib that's Kutli Alma, is universally accepted. And the other Mechaib, of course, is Be'ez HaGulah. Once the Gula occurs, there's no question, there's an obligation to go and say Halel. But here, there's a massive Kiddush that Ramban seems to suggest, that the Gemara seems to also indicate that Rashi and Peretit Chesed Tehillim supports such a notion. And now, of course, the obvious question that's asked is another famous kasha, which is a kasha actually that's based on, uh, you saw that I, also heard, I heard from Rav Salavechik a number of times on a number of different occasions, in the name of Rav Chaim Briska, that the Posse Tehillim, we say it every day, in Peretit Gimel, what are we saying in this Pasuk? That David HaMelech says, I have bitachon, Hashem Yisbarach, in your boundless kindness, in your boundless benefaction and chesed. So then, because of that bitachon that I have, so what kind of sense, what kind of approach do I take? I'm confident I'm certain that you'll carry out your promises, but the reaction, the response is one of Gila Belev. However, when is there an obligation of saying Hallel? The obligation of saying Hallel is only once the actual Yeshua comes to pass, once it comes to fruition. Then there's an obligation to say Hallel. The Chiyam of Shira is only after the nest occurs. Only after Kigomalai, and not prior to that. And there's essentially the reaction of having been talking on Hashem is Barach is simply Yogil Secha, but I cannot say Shira. So I saw in the Agoda of the Beisalevi, the Agoda of Brisk, they quote from the Brisk of the following Chiddush, tremendous Chiddush. And this Chiddush is also referred to here, if you look in the Psukim and the Ma'amakaymas at page number eight and page number nine, you'll see actually the psukim in Divayom and Beis. Divayom and Beis describes a terrible situation. One, the Kali Yisrael are about to be engulfed by Amun and Moyov, 
and your Shafak, who's the manning of Kal Yisrael, so he gets up and basically he tells Hashem is Barach, I'm not able to handle this. This is beyond my ken. This is beyond my capacity. If you look in the earlier psukim, I underline them on page number eight. Hashem elokiyav esayim v'ano atohu elokim b'shamayim v'yatom meishel b'chol man b'chol sagoyim u'biyot chol koyach u'gvura v'einim chol yatzev. The Rebbeinu you gave us El Yisrael. You gave it to the Zera Abraham Avinu, and in effect, we are living here. But if something of this nature comes up, there's no way that we can possibly handle it. We're not capable. We don't have the ability to weather these numbers. That's well known to us in the Tachanun, the Mishabur, Paskins, that when a person comes to that Pasuk, that's when you get up and the Philosophayim, because essentially you tell Hashem is Barach, what's quoted in the Torah and other Mepharshim, other Paskins mentioned this, that we've done everything Hashem is Barach. We bowed, we went ahead, and we stood straight. And we kneel every possible posture that one could possibly offer to Hashem is brought, we've done. And now in the Philosophayim, and now it's all in your hands. Now the rest, Hashem is brought, is up to you. So that's what Yeshua said to Hashem is brought. And then the Novi goes on, and the Novi describes the following in Dibayam and Beis. He was a Novi. And now suddenly the Novi tells Yeshua and call yourself, don't worry. Don't worry about the populace, about the raging mobs out there. Similar to the posting that we're familiar with in the Shira, Hashem Yilochim Lochem Yatem Tachrishun, Kivelokim Bachor, Bedu Aleyem, Hinam Oilem, Bemale Atsitsu Mitzosim, and Sabasef Anachal, Loy Lochem Yilochim Bazois, Hitziatsu Indu, Uruz, the Shuas Hashem Yimochem. Mamish Kimad, parallel to the Psukim that are in the Shira as well. Hitziatsu Uruz, the Shuas Hashem Lochem Ayom, Ki, Asher Isa Mismitzayim Ayom, also see the Raisa Mid Alemon, Hashem Yilochim Lochem Yatem Tachrishun. You also have similar Psukim. With reference to Yeshua and Dibra Yomim, and he tells them that the Rebbe Shem is going to take care of the problem. And the Navi goes on to describe in page nine, Vayashkimu Babaker, and he told them, Haaminu Hashem Elokechem, Viseyomenu Haaminu Binaviyah Vatslichu. We have Emuna in the Nabiim, and Hashem is Barach. You'll have Vatslocha. Vayivot Zalam Vayamim Mishoyim Hashem. So the Navi here describes a situation. They're about to engage in a battle with Amon and Mayav. And here, the Navi hears from Hashem is Barach, I'll take care of the problem. So what do they do? The Pasik says, all of a sudden, they're now saying, Hallelujah. Here they're engaged in Halel, and suddenly, and exactly what the Navi predicted, that's exactly what was realized. Namely, Amun and Moab were routed all through the Nevuah, 
of this Navi. So again, one sees exactly the same result. So the Rizkov says that this seems to be, again, not in sync with what we mentioned earlier. The only obligation to say how it was once the actual Yeshua occurs. And they were saying that even prior to the Yeshua, when they're ensconced or they're about to go to battle with Amon Moab, with numerically superior forces, and they get this Nebuah, that somehow they're saying Halel, says the Bishnah, a, 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 a separate din. What's the separate din? That if, if there's a Nobi who tells them what's going to be, as in the case of Yoshofa, Yashofa, Yashofa is going to do a miracle for us, so then of course you can already say Shiva, then it's not continued to be a violation of Ali because here we have a directive on Choyev Mashem Isbarach, Derech Hanobi, that we're going to be Menatzeach in this Mochama, and therefore one is able to say Shira. So now coming back to the Gemara on Kufi Zayin, and back to the Rashi that we mentioned in Perak Yuchesa Tehillim, that in effect, what happened there in the Gemara? When Klal Yisrael davened to Hashem Yisbach, Lo'ilonu Hashem Lo'ilonu, in each of the scenarios that the Gemara describes, the Gemara describes a litany of different scenarios throughout our history, where Klal Yisrael were absolutely stymied by the forces in front of them. How are they going to handle it? How are they going to weather the situation? And so they cried out to Hashem Yisbach, Lo'ilonu Hashem Lo'ilonu. And the Rebbe Hashem answered, Lemani, Lemani Eser. So that in effect, perhaps, is similar to the Havtocha, the Yitzchayim, the Rebbe Shalom, just as the Novi, the days of Yoshofot, told Cloud Yisrael that you're able to go ahead and don't worry, Hashem Yilochem Achem Yatzer Tachrishon, here also by virtue of this Bakosha, and the response of Hashem is Baruch, Lamani, Lamani Eser, that was akin to a Havtocha, and based on that, it's already possible to say Halel, so even though Cloud Yisrael is Shakua B'Tzora, Cloud Yisrael is Mukaf, and the Oven Hashem is Barach, and perhaps this is the Pshad of the Ramban again in the Sefer Amitzis in the Shorash Rishon. The Ramban suggests this explanation, as I indicated, is not necessarily the vision of Rov Habishonin, but one which is very Mechudosh, namely that it's possible, in effect, that even in a time of sorrow, the Gemara is suggesting three different Mechaibin. Mechaib number one is Al Koperak, the obligation to go ahead and during a regal, and clearly at that moment, one is to say Havel, and now a second Mechayim, the Chotzara B'Tzara, during the time of Tzara, there's also an Indian of saying Havel, as is borne out by the Gemara, and by the Ramban, and by Rashi, and by the Tzukim and Yomim, and then of course the third Mechayim, which is the most obvious Mechayim, namely Al Gulasan, when the Gula of Kal Yisrael comes, of course, then there's an obligation to say Shira. So I thought this was a fascinating Chidush, and the Din of Halel. Now, this was my preamble, my introduction to the Din of Halel, and now I want to examine uh, one or two other elements, and I'm going to look at Mizmor Kuftezayin, which is found on page number one, you have in front of you Mizmor Kuftezayin, which is uh, the one that begins, This Mizmor is well known, we're saying it when we say Halel, and you'll look at the Mizmor, let's just look at it from an overall perspective, I divided it actually into four different segments. Segment number one starts with Pasuk Aleph. And of course, when the Rebbe Shalom hears 
Tachanunoi, we know that Hashem is a Shomea Tfilah, Kihita Oznoi Liyu, Vyomai Ekra. But then again, we have a description here of the situation. And the situation is rather one which is bleak, one that is clearly gloomy in nature. Afafuni Chevin Mobis, Umitsari Shaul Mitsauni, Tsara Vyogon Emsa. The Navi describes a situation which literally we're almost Rachman Litzlan Al Saf Hatahim Chevle Mobis Mitsari Shaul. And of course, what does the Jew do automatically? Umeshem Hashem Ekra. Right away, we call out to Hashem Yisbarach, On Hashem Malta Nafshi. And we know that the Rebbe Shalom is Chanun Hashem Bitzadik, Velokeinu Merachem. And then we have a second segment. I'll describe a bit more in detail in a few moments what these four segments are, but just getting a sense of the Tzupim first. Shem Bepsoyim Hashem, Dabaisibili Yoshua, Rebbe Shalom, what am I? I am a Pesi, at best. Mi Pesi Yosuheinu, the Pesik says. Dalaisi, I'm in a very low state. I'm in a state of desuetude. Somehow here already, we seem to have emerged a little bit from the first segment. The first segment seemed to be one where I'm in the throes of death. And now there's a chilutz that's taking place. Initially, my initial response was one of dem, Dema, Demoi Sholish, Ragli Midechi. And now, as Hashem, the many Pshatim, what Atsa Sachayim refers to, the Pshat I like the best is Atsa Sachayim refers to Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is Eretz Sachayim from every standpoint. And the Ramel goes on to say, that I was in a state of Inui. I didn't trust any other human being. Human beings are shakroning, are essentially not reliable. But here at least you see a tinge of hope. Initially in the very introduction, very pessimistic, very gloomy, very bleak, very dark. And now suddenly there's an element perhaps of hope. Even though my situation is not good, I'm a pessy, I'm a dao, kolodem koizev, ubechalzov, and now the third segment that Ramel goes on to say, the entire tone changes. There's a massive transformation that takes place over here. Rashi quotes here, and Mephoshim actually bring it, it's a Yushalmi in the ninth paragraph of Rochus, that Yushalmi indicates that this is the marker for the din a person is supposed to recognize whatever Hashem is born does is only for our welfare, only for our good, and that's embedded in this Pasuk. Namely, even though I was Meyusa Yisurim, I was in a matzah of Tzara, of Mitzuka, or whatever HaKadosh Baruch whatever he sends to me, I'm Mekabel, I accept it. I mean, the only writes in Shari Tshuva, in the second Shari, he writes, when a person is Mekabel upon himself, the Muslim of Hashem is Barach, and as a result, he sees the Yisurin as something which is designed to improve his character, improve his way of life, improve his way of thinking. So then a person should be Sameach, the Yisurin, which is not an easy Madrega, as the Gemara says in the first paragraph of Brachas. Not that I want the Yisurin, nor that I want the Schar of the Yisurin. 
But the Rabbi Yenir writes over there, the Yisurin have a tremendous to'eles for a person. What pasuk does the Rabbi Yenir quote? He quotes the pasuk in the very beginning of this Kapitel and Tehillim, the pasuk Gimel. Tzorah refers to Yisurin, and yet Bechazos, so now we're coming to the third segment, as you can see on the sheet in front of you, on page number, page number one, that the third segment begins, A very much more positive, much more upbeat kind of tone that we find actually in the third part of this Mizmar. So it's interesting that the Mizmar has begun in a very sorrowful, disconsolate, gloomy, bleak kind of fashion. And then there was a tinge of hope. And in the second segment, there's a transformation that a person recognizes Baruch Hashem that there's no way I can repair Hashem's Baruch even for the Yisurim that I went through. And which Chazal say also is related to the Gemara. That Yain, of course, brings about Simcha, and they're going to be in the Dorim. And the last segment of this Nizmar, of David Amalekh, of this capital until it starts with Tezayin. And this, of course, is the, the pinnacle. One reaches the sea, the height. A person is now completely transformed from someone who is in a very sorrowful state. Al Saf Geises, Al Eris Dvai, to a person who a lifeline was thrown out to him, Kichilatsta Nashimi Mabes, and he's beginning to emerge. And the recognition, Moshiv Hashem Koltak Muloi Oloi, and Enomim Shira Layayin, I'm now about to say Shira, and finally the last stage, On Hashem Kiani Abdecho, and everywhere the Radak writes the beginning of Sevi Yoshua, by Yamashom Moshe Ever Hashem, ever there's someone who is. And Corpus of Torah, Torah Shibachsal, Torah Shibalpeh, we don't even know what's in there. Such a Mechachamemker is not acceptable, according to the Ramam. And the answer to the Beisalevi says, because in essentially, we were not committing ourselves to X and Y and Z, but rather we became Avodim. And an Ebed, whatever his master tells him to do, he's Mechuyah to follow. He has a Shibat Aguf, Ebed Knani Gufokoni. And therefore, Aniyabdecha Ben Amosecha, Pitachta Lomaseiroi. And now, of course, at this point, so we've had actually an evolution. And this Mizmar, a very beautiful evolution. And just to mention, uh, the very beginning, notice that the focus really is on the individual himself. And even in the element that comes afterwards, also there's still a focus on the individual, Daloisi, Vili Yoshia, Minuchoichi, Oloichi, Nafshi, 
Dehi, again, the focus is on the Guf Rishon and the individual himself. However, in the last section of it, it changes, the last two sections really. Now it's no longer Li, but rather Oloi. Bishem Hashem and on Hashem, and the Abdecha, but Amasecha, Pitachta, the Moseira, the Cholesbach, Zemar Koda, the Dorel Hashem Hashalem, Degdono, the Cholamo, the Chazabis Hashem, Sochech, Yushalayim, Aluka. So it's very interesting that you have here a very fascinating idea, namely, as I mentioned a moment ago, that a person has gone through a number of stages, and now he's at the stage where he's ready and recognizes the obligation to say Shiva to Hashem is Barach. Even though he was subjected to Yisurin, even though he had a very difficult situation, and little by little he emerges to the point where he realizes that all this was for his benefit, and now he's raising a kosher yayin and saying Dibre bracha to Hashem is Barach. Till of course lechoyes bach zevach teido b'shem Hashem he thanks Hashem for all that happened to him. There's a very famous netziv, well known netziv comments actually a number of times in general. The netziv has a very fascinating element to him. Whenever he lays down a yisod, so he writes it many many times. In all of his svarim, you'll see the same yisod, whether it's in the Hamik Dabar al Torah. Whether it's in the Hachid Dabar, whether it's in the Pirish to the Shiltis, or it's Pirushim to the Sifrei, to the Mechilta, whether it's in his Trubas, Meshiv Dabar, Kiseider, the Nitziv lays down ideas Yisoyda. So this is a very famous Yisod that the Nitziv lays down. Which is quoted twice in segment number three and segment number four. The question why the repetition, I'll make a suggestion in a few moments. But he asked a simple question. We know that the Navi tells us that one should do things one should not do things uh, in a public kind of way. One should try to avoid doing things publicly. We know that the Chazal tell us, Rashi quotes in the Chumash, the reason why the first Dibros that were given before were destroyed because there was a lack of Tznius. The second Luchos, they were much more muted and were given with greater sense of modesty and Tznius those luchos remain, so it would seem that this runs counter to that whole idea of atzneh and especially at the end, we want a kind of public display. So the Nitzv explains very beautifully that we're talking about the carbon Teda, which has a limit, it's Manachila, and therefore there's a need to invite others. The Gemara says that as we know in the pneumatic device, so we have to invite others in order to be able to have the carbon toad eaten within the proper amount of time. But here, the obligation is not simply to go and bring a carbon table, but to memify saying, to publicize the chaz de Hashem, to publicize the chasad of Hashem is barach in safe. And therefore I do so by inviting others to participate, and thereby I do so in a public kind of way. The chiyabah, inviting others to participate in my sudas mitzvah, sudas odoya. In effect, that's what the last chilek of this mizmar is underscoring and stressing. And in effect, it is really borne out by both the third segment and the fourth segment. And there's a very famous uh, comment, actually, and this is really Yesod, that I saw many, many years ago. Abikivega has a very beautiful Yesod that he lays down, and that is in the Poskin Tehillim, where Dabar HaMelech says in Perak Nun, Zobeach Toldo, Yechadonani, Beson Derech, Arena Beyesha Elokim. 
if someone is the recipient of someone else's chesed, someone else's beneficence, so of course the obligation is to be makritov. The Chavis Albomus writes, the tashtit of kol amidos is hakoras hatev. The obligation to show gratitude and to thank the individual who provided you with that benefaction and to thank that individual. And therefore, if you go ahead and do so, that will precipitate that the individual will continue to be mischasi with you. He'll provide you with more acts of chesed. But if you don't respond properly and appropriately by saying thank you to the individual, so that's how the Nitziv, that's how the Rebbe rather, interprets the Psukim there in Tehillim Peregnon, Zoveach Teidah, someone who brings a common Teidah, who's makitob, yichad donini. And in effect, he expresses hakaras to the individual who provided him with that beneficence. And as a result, besam derech, now he's going to literally pave the way for more hatobos, for more chasodim. And besam derech arena b'yesha elokim. And it becomes, if it will, a kind of uh, almost gilgul, a kind of snowball effect that it will have. And this is the obligation, al-pidin, that a person is mechliyot to Hashem is barach. If a person thanks Hashem is barach for all the chasadim that Hashem is barach has given to him, then he'll be zaychat to more chasadim. It's an ongoing kind of snowball effect. And that's what the Pasuk is saying perhaps over here as well. How can I thank Hashem for all of his benefaction? I'm going to take a kaisho yayin and use it to say, Shem achleido to Hashem is barach. Nidoraim Hashem ha-shalem negdonaluch alamo. And I'll do so publicly. I'll, in effect, share this yisod with my fellow Jews, with my fellow chaveirim, and they'll also recognize the hatoba, the chesed of Hashem is barach, ain't sof, and as a result, they themselves will also be makitov, and that will lead to greater and greater chasodim on the part of Hashem Isbarach. Just a comment on the language of the Dara Hashem HaShalem that's found twice. I always thought that this is the subject of Machogis, the Rambam and the Ramban. In Sefer HaMitzvahs. In Sefer HaMitzvahs, I actually Xeroxed it. If you look in front of you, you can see it actually. Mitzvah Tzalik Dalid. And the second Mitzvah so there, the Rambam writes that he speaks about the obligation that the Pasuk says, The obligation to carry out your word, that a person should not commit himself to something that he does not carry out. The Targum says, that that is the Karach, Rav Salavetz used to say, the Logos lies in the Dibur, the ability of a person to articulate ideas, indicates a certain seichel, indicates a certain intellectual acuity, and therefore a person has to utilize that very, very carefully. So the Rambam has, in Sefer Mitzvah, there is a Mitzvah, the Ramban points out over here, and it's not one Mitzvah, but there are really two separate Mitzvahs. The Ramban says, after the Ramban wrote, I'll just read the language of the Ramban slightly, the Gemara said, 
Gemara Shoshana, it's a din neder that a person has to carry out his commitments. Vu amara yisala meisah sasechat ishma v'yasisa omnam hakavana hamagas v'kom ha'shezacharti shemitzlasehi v'kayim kom ha'shehodah mechayib al-nafsho v'ezidom she'yiyah me'advarim v'oyver alav oyver ha'mitzlasehi The person does not carry out his verbal commitment is oyver al The Ramban right away says v'ani oymer ki harav v'kan kol al-shtei mitzvahs she'im chaluki b'dinei and b'inyona There are two separate mitzvahs and the Ram did not distinguish between them. The Ram made them to one. Because the Ramam apparently combined two different types of Nidorim, namely Nidre Rishus and Nidre Hegnish. These are two different types of Nidorim. And the Ramam merged both of them. And the Ramban says these are two separate parashas of Chumash, and never the twain shall meet. There's no way that one could possibly combine these two under the rubric of one mitzvah. Rather, there are two separate mitzvahs. One is found in the parsha of the Dorim in Matos, when the Torah says, "Lesser Yisrael Nafsho Lo Yachal Duvaro Kichal Ayesim Mipiv Yase," named the obligation "Lesser Asamutar Nidre Rishus." Where the Rabban writes here that a person mentions a neder or Dava Hamayralav Gomashachon Kernoso Yodlei San the Dorim or Kinu in the Dorim, Abulim Omar Lo Echal Kikozo Ba'Elech Hamakom Ploini or Etim Manu Lo Ploini Osher. And then a mischayv is a cloud. The chaynor b'shuas bitoy or nidre bitoy, and then over him b'shum baltacher. Notice there's one parsha nidre rishus. That's the parsha in Matos, and then there's another parsha in Kiseitzei of nidre hegdish, nidre gavoya. There it says kisido neder la'shem alokecha l'sa'acher l'shavo kidorishid rishen la'shem alokecha meimach v'ayu b'chochet. And then it goes on to say the chisechdal lindor lo yir b'chochet. So the Ramban says that's a completely separate Pasha. That's the Pasha of Nidre Hegish. So I always thought that perhaps in this Mizmor that I just examined, the reason why the Nidorim I mentioned twice is exactly a reference to these two types of Nidorim. Namely, in the very beginning, a person recognizes Moshiv Lashem Kol Tagmaloyoloi, Kol Shishuos Esa. Ushem Hashem Ekro, except upon myself, a neder, nedor el Hashem HaShalem, negdan al cholamo. But there's a high madrega, where a person becomes literally an ebed la denoi. A person is becoming upon himself to be the korban teida, which does publicly the chatzor bis Hashem, misochechi yushaloyim halulukah. Perhaps these are the two types of nedorim that I alluded to in this particular mizmor. First we're talking about Dibri Rishus, and then a high madrega of Nidre Hegdish at the Rabban alludes to. I'll just mention a very beautiful comment I saw many years ago on the Pasuk of Pitachta Lemaiseroi. So the Mabit has a very beautiful comment. And this comment fits with the analysis of the Psukim that I mentioned a few moments ago. Namely, I begin with a very gloomy, sad, disconsolate kind of situation of a person who's in the throes of death. He's somehow surrounded by misfortune, by all types of sorrow. And he's almost at his wit's end. He's almost in a hopeless and hapless situation. And then, Baruch Hashem, the recognition that the Ibn Shalom is there, and there's a lifeline that I can hold on to. And then, we go to the third stage. So I'm beginning to grow in my 
Havana in my Ruchnius, in my understanding of the profundity of Hashem Isbarach's actions. And then finally, I'm at such a point where I'm so enraptured, I become an Ebed. Says the Mabit, what does he do? goes ahead and unshackles my fetters. I'm chained. I'm actually I'm bizikin. I'm in chains. I'm in shackles. I have no way of getting out, but I want to be able to express my yishtapchus hanefesh to Hashem Yisbarach. And so what happens? Finally, I'm able to be parents together and all the chains and shackles that somehow inhibit, that prevent me from rising to the occasion are now gone. And as a result, now a person breaks out. That's the ultimate of the carbon trader. And perhaps one can connect this as well to a very famous minnow that's quoted in the post game on Oshana Rabbah to be matir to untie the egg of the lulav. The Gemara Zavachot is Tatnoim, where lulav tzarachagad, lulav ain't tzarachagad, we pass the lulav ain't tzarachagad, all of them should say, Kelim Yabe, was there an obligation to have an egg in? So there's a minnow in Klav Yisrael and Oshana Rabbah to untie the egg of the lulav. During the days of the Chag, the lulav is a kiyum of the pasul. Kachta mechem bayem arisham creates other kapis tamon, kapis loshin kofus, where it's actually bound together, where it's tied. Namely, there are hagbalot. Now comes Hoshana Rabba b'shvi shochag. We break all the zikin and we're able to go ahead and be menaneh the lulav. The ran quotes actually the ramon quotes from the ran that one should actually dafka purchase the lulav, but one is capable of doing naduin. The way the mishnah writes the lulav also kol sheish mol I want us to be able to be menadeh. Tosis quotes actually in Masech Hasukah that Hamazayim lays over there the pasuk Divayomim that this is a kiyum of Ozi Rado Ratzayayar. Rasolvechik used to become very dramatic when it described actually the lulav and the esrog. They are musical instruments and in the hands of a conductor who's conducting a symphonic orchestra, a several piece orchestra that we have over here. And the lulav, of course, which is the Gavua Mikulam, has the capacity to sing Shir B'Shevach to say Shmochim Hashem is Barach. And that's what Tyson points out in Sukkah. And now, in effect, what happens on Hoshana Rabbah, I'm able to literally burst out of the fact that I've reached the heights. The pinnacle of Simcha, of course, is the Samach Mechagecha on the Yomtub of Sukkis. And after Simcha is mentioned more, and Kola Noyadim Hukshu, the Simcha Sukkis, Kalyadua, all the Mahukash to the Simcha of Sukkis. But here now, back to this Mizmar Kukte Zayin. The Eved also has now succeeded in being menatek, the Kvalim, and the Shasharot. He's able now to rid himself of all those chains, of all those shackles. He's able to be Zobech, a carbon trader, be Srakshus, Shefas, to Mishtapeches. So in effect, what you have over here, you have a double kind of Mizmar. On the one hand, the beginning is, But at the end, we come to the point of the Hashem Elokai Le'elam Odeka. Essentially, we're able to come to a madrega of unbelievable Shevach to Hashem Yisbarach. Soloveitchik Zatzal was very fond of discussing the Gemara in Psochim, the Gemara in Kufi Zayin, the Gemara speaks about the Bechas Hashir. I'm not going to go into that. That's a separate Shir that's required how we go and handle those two brachas, whether we combine them 
or that to be said separately. But essentially, he pointed out something very beautiful. And this, of course, based on the, his understanding of the Gemara in Shabbos, where the Gemara asks the famous contradiction of two statements, the Sira of the Gemara Kufiches, the Gemara Kol Kisvei. One Gemara says, Halavaya should say halal on a daily basis. And the other Gemara tells us, That's an act of Kir Begidov, of blasphemy. The Gemara is Miyashi, the Sira, very simply. The Gemara says that, if I ask Hashem Ismach to perform for me supernatural miracles of a metaphysical nature to break the laws of nature, Hashem should be that's something which is inappropriate. That's only for very special days. Otherwise, it's an act of which one says on a Daily basis, that is something which is praiseworthy, desirable, eminently desirable. And the Gemara says, What's the distinction between the two? Because Halab Sukkot Zimra essentially celebrates HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Teba. And the Ramban writes at the end of Pasha's Bo, and elsewhere the Ramban points out that there are two types of Nisim. There are Nisim Gluyim and Nisim Nistorim. Halab Amitri represents Nisim Gluyim. Was operating that night. Only Hashem is was operating. The Rob pointed out that we don't even find Moshe Rabbeinu in Agoda. He's not found because Moshe Rabbeinu, the Shlech Hashem par excellence. But that night, only Yudbanashon was operating. So that is the idea of Halal Amitri, Nisim Gluyim, Lamalam Benachateva. And that is something which is not considered to be desirable. That's only for specific times that Kalish feels the necessity to be shading Marcos Hashemayim. But Hashem wants us to operate Benachateva. And that, of course, means the laws of nature, the laws of botany, the laws of geology, and the laws of chemistry, and the like, and that is embedded in Pesuket de Zimra. And now we see actually how Amitri, where Yvonne is described as, in Shashirim we see this, Midalag al-Horim, Mikapit voice, means we were wrong for Gulas Mitzrayim, we were wallowing in the Rem Tashari and as a result of being Midyoyta Tachtena, Yvonne had to undergo, when you read the Latzara Chaliyah, the way the Ramban writes in Maigash, commenting on the Targum, when the Targum translates Yaakov Avinu, when Hashem is brought, told him, you're going to go down to Mitzrayim, Anochi Eirim Chom Mitzrayim, Anochi Alchagam Olo, and the Targum translates it literally, the Ramah was very enamored of Targum Onkelos, because Onkelos was always concerned about anthropomorphic and anthropopathic expressions, that the Torah, we have to be very careful not to utilize such expressions, and there the Targum translates it literally, Anochi Eirim the Yvonne is going to go down. So the Rabban develops this whole thesis, which the Gemara has in Makis and Halachic context. The Rabban develops it, Alpia Kabola. Kalani Mereshi, Kalani Mizrahi. The notion that the Yvonne Shalom, Ani Hashem Hashem Imam Mesech to Mosom. Chaim Shulevitz, Zechatzang de Rocha, commented in the Hoshanis that the Yvonne Shalom himself literally is also Barhotim, he's also fettered, he's also shackled, he's also enchained. So there the Torah says, The Yvonne had to go ahead and do something spectacular, namely, 
undo the Daki Atema. But that's only for Halal Mitzvah, only special occasions. But we are living in a context of Suda de Zimra. So Rasulet noted that there are two Tfilos that really, to a large extent, model these two ideas. Yishtabach is the Brach Achron of Suda de Zimra. HaKadosh Baruch operates b'misgeret shavuki ha'teva. He operates within a natural framework. And Yahalalucha is the bracha achroin of Hala Mitzri. Of course, that's a totally different bracha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu shoydim achos ha'teva. That's Hal Shones, Hala Mitzri. And that was said by whom? Dafka by Tal Yisrael, who was zeichat to give Shechina, who was zeichat to Nisim Refos, Hashem is Barach. The Hala B'Sugit de Zimra, that Hala is a universal nature, has universal applicability. It was said by the entire world, Jews and non-Jews as well. Nishmas kolchai tevorech Hashem cho Hashem alokeinu shekain choyvas kol yitzurim. The obligation of every yitzur, the fanech Hashem alokeinu, the lokeav yisengu, lahoydois lahaloyer lishabeach lefoyer leroimen. Mashein kim lechasima vihalalucha. There, you'll take a look and you'll see. There it says specifically, vachasidecha tzadikim ayse mitzaynecha. In Yishtabach, we simply end, Hashem is Baruch as he appears in Teva. And that's relevant to the entire world. That has universal applicability. Masha'en came in Yahalalucha, which falls upon the heels of Halal Mitri, which of course is Dafka, specifically related to Am Yisrael, to Klal Yisrael, that's why, that's a completely different nature. So here we have two different types of Halel, and I just want to examine a little bit one other element, if you will, before I actually then uh, end the first part of the year and then continue, hopefully, to reflect on Rav Soloveitchik from a personal standpoint, uh, if I may. I just want to uh, point out a famous Radak in Kufyud Ches, Again, you have it in front of you on page number one. Hogel Hashem Kitoki Olam Chazal. There's a big machlokus the Gemara has in Psachim on Kufiyut Zayin, whether this refers to Dabra Melech or refers to Yimos HaMashiach. But in the middle of that Mizmar, we have the following series of Psachim. Min HaMeitzar Karosi Ko Anoni Bamer Chavko. This Pasuk underscores the feeling of the Jew who is caught up in the thickets. He finds himself being HaMetzarim Again, the word Meitzar means in straightened circumstances. I am in a Mokom Tsar. I am literally pressed in, as it were. And we know that the ideal tefillah when a Jew is having such a tchusha is Hashem, and a Jew then has to recognize and completely subordinate himself to Hashem is Baruch. Only he can provide him with succor in that situation. Of course, as again mentioned earlier, the Rabban, that tefillah based is the Din Daraisa, so here we have Menam Meitzah Karasika on fulfilling a Din Daraisa. Namely, that Chazal tell us actually in another context, Pischuli Pesach Kepischo Shonachat, Van Yeftar Lachem Pesach Kepischo Shonulam. Means I go ahead and just a small opening, and right away the Yvonne will enlarge that opening. And so here we have the following. We ask Hashem, please answer us. Menam Meitzah, Hashem li lo ira, Mayasil li odam. And again, the language is, Ka. In general, the term ka indicates here in Pasuke, and later on it's also found in the, towards the end of this Nizmar Pesukim Yudches and Yutes, that ka represents HaKadosh Baruch Hu Behester Ponim. 
We say in the Ashrei, Klal Yisrael are ready to thank Hashem Yisbarach even when he's behester, even when he's not so overtly revealed. But again, we have here, this is sort of the second part of this Mizmar, and it ends with Pasuk Tezayin, once again, we have a transition here from Hester Ponim of Koh to Givit Ponim of Yemin Hashem Omeima. The third part begins with Pasuk Tezayin, it's very similar to what we saw in the previous Mizmar, namely again a transition, again a transformation. So finally we achieved the pinnacle So here again we have two different parts of the Mizmar, similar to the previous Mizmar, even David HaMelech was a briska. Even David HaMelech actually had a dialectical sense. You see it throughout Sefer Tehillim and throughout Tanakh. And that's what Absalomitchik, Zatzal taught us how to examine the Psukim. So here in this uh, Mizmar as well, you'll notice two different segments. First, the Jew is in effect saying, Tachnunu Tashem is brought, please help me. And Pasuk Ches and Tes, we speak about, Tov Lachsos Vashem Mitoach Ba'odom. Better to rely on Hashem is Barak and rely on the Divim. And again, Sabuni Gam Svavuni, different Mepharshim have different explanations for this. The Nitziv has one explanation, the Besalev has another explanation, but generally the assumption is that the Goyim have made two efforts in two different uh, strategies in order to somehow overwhelm Kal Yisrael. Either by trying to physically destroy us, or God forbid, utilizing not physical tactics, but rather tactics of assimilation and the like. Savuni gam svavuni. And here again, one is about to fall. One maybe is al-saf krisa. But once again, Baruch Hashem, the Baruch Hashem comes to the rescue, as it were. And that's what we see in the third section. And finally, Niftuchu li shari tzedek, avoyvam odeka, zeashav Hashem, tzadikim yavovam. I always thought that this Mizmar, to, to my mind, has in it the following very fascinating machlokes among the Doli Bali Musa, how you define Bitochel. A well-known uh, machlokes, probably machlokes of Rishonim. But let's use the Navadika school. The Navadika school of Musa contended that Bitochel means that if a person believes, believes Sholem. If you believe fully, <coughs> Excuse me. That Hashem will do everything for me. So, some Hashem mitachol. That person will be zorcha ta'atzala. But of course, the tnai kadon lemaisa is that it should be a full mitachol without any histagliot, without any qualifications whatsoever. And that you see actually in the first part of this mizmar, because Hashem li lo iba, Hashem li, Hashem is my ezer tov lachsos Hashem mitach b'adam. That's the first part of this Mizmar. The second part of this Mizmar is seemingly operating with the definition of the Chazanish. The Chazanish in Sevi Amun I think it's in the second parak. he disagrees with this Hadara. He claims that that is not correct. That's not the proper definition of Bitochon. Because the Osi, we don't know what the future is going to bring. We don't know how Hashem is Baruch operates. 
But the Chazanish says the Indian of Bitochen is simply the fundamental Yesod, She'ein Mikre There's no happenstance. Everything that happens in the world is Yad Hashem. Kol Everything, in effect, is caused and determined solely by Hashem Yisbarach. What the Gemara says in Chul in the first parak that even a grass, a blade of grass, does not grow until in Hashemayim there's a basko, gadel. So in effect, the person has to recognize ain pegara, there's no such thing. And that's the second chelak, really, of this I would just venture to say that these two Ashkafas are embedded in the Botech Bashem. The Ashkafa, the Balai Abusa, you found here in the very beginning of the Navardika and other Rishayim, actually. And then the second Ashkafa of the Chazanish, I believe, that's found in the second section. I'll just mention by way of finishing this first section, the Ramban in Pashas Emor, Ramban has a famous comment, and even though the Ramban contains that Philos the Rabbanon, that the Ramban points out, this Rasalvechi mentioned a number of times, that on Yom Tev, because of the possible Mikroi Kodesh, Elohim Moadoi, the Shittas Ramban, the way the Primagodim understands the Ramban as well, that what does it mean, Mikroi Kodesh? Not the way the Tagamokal translates it, namely, Ma'are Kadish, Eruah Kadosh, and Eruah Kedusha. Every Yom Tev, of course, has a Kedushayim, as Rachman Shlita pointed out earlier. Every Yom Tev is embedded, is softened with Kedusha, that permits us to go ahead and be Eile Malo Malo. Every Yom Tev has a potential in it for a tremendous Aliyah in Ruchnius, in the Kedusha Vechad. But Ramban translates the Mikroi Kodesh, Loshen Asifa. Ramban says, he mentions over there, Shekulam Kruim and Asofim, the Kaddish Yisrael, Ki Mitzvah Yisrael, Lehikovetz, Beveser Elohim, Beyemei, Lekaddish Hayyim, Betahesya, Betvila, Vahalel, Lokel, Betsus Lekia. I think that's Loshon Ramban. The obligation is literally, to Davin, Achiv Daraisa, called the Ramban. So even though Tfilah is the Rabbanon, in general, but Dafka and Yom Tefillah is a din daraisa, and what else is a din daraisa? How in general is a din daraisa? Comes the Rabban says here, how is a din daraisa and Yom Tev? And to make it a Yom Mishneh, of course, the Psukim and the Chemias and the Chemia, the Churichu Mashman and Mishsum Amtakim, the Shulchu Manus Ainloi, Kikarash Hayom Radoneinu, the Alteyotsu, Kichemas Hashem Yimoustem. That Yom Tev is the day of Chedma, where a person, the Rav Salavechik, used to describe Yom Tev, we are literally standing with Hashem, where the presence of Hashem is brought, the greatest Simcha. For Jew to have is to be in the presence of Hashem is Baruch. So even though the Ramban, as I mentioned, generally has the position that Tefillah is the Din Rabbanon, Chutzmei Tzor, where Tefillah then takes on a level of the Raisa, but on Yom Tev, the Hisasus and the Hiskaptus of Am Yisrael Elokim creates a Chiv of Tefillah with the Raisa. And now, Dafka, in this period of time, we are terribly missing this Nakuda, namely the Hiskalus, the Hiskaptus, the Hisasus of Am Yisrael, with davening B'yechidos to a large extent, the Baruch Hashem, as I mentioned before, that's why among the thousand reasons to make Aliyah to live in Yisrael, Eretz HaChayim, because here there are And these Mir were built for a reason, and obvious for such a 
eventuality of such a situation where we could still have the Hiskalus, we could still have the Mikroi Kodesh, we could still have a Dinda Isa of Tfiba. And it could be, maybe you could compare this Ramban to another Ramban in Yisrael. And the Apostle of Zohar Siyam Hashem is the Kachar, there the Ramban writes that there's a Mitzah say, where the person every day says the Shir Shalyayim, where the Kaim Mitzah say the Aisam, Hayyam Yom Rishon, the Shabbos, the Hoshayn B'Shabbos, namely, that we should remember the Shabbos for Lanish Kachayil. Shabbos is the very epicenter. Our entire week looks to Shabbos. And when the Kaim Mitzah say the Aisam, of Zechiras HaShabbos, and by virtue of that, we remember my Sebereshis, and the Amunah, that Hashem's Baruch created the world. The Rabban also has a similar idea of Rebbe's the Yevel, where the Torah actually uses the Loshen, the Kiddash Tameh There's a long Meshach Chachma, where he's Mechal between Shemitah and Yevel, and the Rabban also makes Chilukim between Shemitah and Yevel, but that's for a separate discussion. But this notion, as Rabbi Reichen mentioned earlier, about Kriya Sahala being based on the Yisrael of Pesum and Isa, and the idea that Hala is being said, the Faisim and Isim, Shehosu Alano Haberi Bechol Zman Uzman. I think that's Losh Abedeyen and Brachos, if I'm not mistaken. And we've shown him, explained, that's the reason why we say Hala Ba'amida, because we are being made, we are testifying. Al Shivcha Shemokoin, Al Nisim and Nifloi Shosalano. And all the Nisim that Hashem is brought did in our behalf, this was discussed, I saw once in the Shemokoi Aleket, a similar kind of idea. So in effect, Cloud Yisrael, Am Yisrael, we are obligated, and specifically on Pesach, as Rabbi Rachman Shlita mentioned, the charismatic night, the Lela Seder, the Rabbi used to speak about two charismatic nights, Lela Yom Kippurim and Lela Seder, each one with the charisma of its own, <clears throat> and each one with the Seder of its own. The Lashen Seder, again, as I already noted, the Mishnah Yuma, and the Rabbi Yom Kippurim with the Aveda, and the Seder, Lela HaPesach. So here we have an extraordinary night, similar to the unique element of Shabbos, and could be that's the reason why the Rambam in Perak Zayin Chamitzu when he tells the Mitzah, say the Saper Benisim Miliflo Shinasul Abaseinu Melech HaMishosar, compares it to Zohar Zayin Hashabbos HaKachar. So let you also have what to say about that as well, of a similar nature, but we're accentuating, we're underscoring. The Rambam understood the Lashin of Zohar Zayin Hashabbos HaKachar based on the Rambam in Chumish, that Zohar does not mean only to remember, but Zohar means to cherish that nostalgia, that once you look forward to the Shabbos with great desire, with great shukah, the Beshama B'Sila Machlug is the Gemara in Masechus Beitzer with Rashi Kotz and Chumash. Zohaz and Meshavah Zekasha, the Rav compared it to the Pasuk Yimeyo quoted in Malchios, of Rosh Hashanah Tzvilah. The Navi Yimeyo, Zacharti lo chesed nun raich, Arav Astolul Seich, Lechtech and Chabad Midbar, the Eretz Loizua, there the Loshon of Zacharti is not only that Hashem remembers, but Hashem has Gaguyim, for Klal Yisrael. Hashem loves Klal Yisrael. As a result of that love, that is the Zechira. And the Zechira is also found in a very, also another famous Pasuk, also in Malthios, of Rosh Hashanah, Habein Yakili Ephraim, in Yelet Shashurim, Ki Midei Dabri Boi Zohar Eskiren Olam, Alkein Homo Mei Aloi, Rachim Arachmen, Anum Hashem. So the Mepharshim Estakasha, Klal Yisrael is compared to Ephraim, Ben Yakir. Yelet Shashurim, there's a big toy chain in Eretz Yisrael called Kfar Shashuin, where people purchase toys. So the Abdul of Alfi Abdullahs, Klal Yisrael is compared, Ephraim is Klal Yisrael. Yelet Shashuin, Kimidei Davido, Zohar Eskiren Olom. Al King Homu Me'ai Lo. So the question is, the Lashon of the Pasuk is difficult. It says, Kimidei Davido, when I speak about Ephraim, Zohar Eskiren Olom. So the Mepharshim asks, what comes first? 
First Zechira, first it's Ola al-Rayenei, Ola al-Libo, and then it's verbally expressed, it's articulated. Why is it reversed in the Pasuk? So as you said, the tells is Pasuk. Because here, Kibidei Dabibo means when I speak about Ephraim, what happens? Hashem is Barach. All of a sudden, Hashem is Barach is full of tears. Lahavdil. Zohar has Kirenelo. He has Gaguim for Ephraim. Because Hashem is Barach loves Klav Yisrael. And I want to actually formulate another idea, but I have not yet come to the second segment, which is really a very important segment to talk about Maybe you'll permit me just one more interlude, if I may. I saw in the Tesis Chadoshim, in the beginning of Mishnah, for Sechus Ptochim, the Yachin Boaz edition, so he has a question, he quotes um, the Admor, the Malabit Tzchus of Klav Yisrael. I'm just following upon the heels of my Rebbe, Harav Reichman Shlita. <clears throat> and he has the following question. Why is the Yomtev that falls on Anisim called Pesach? Why do we use that language? And secondly, why do Chazal utilize the nomenclature Psochim when they refer to the Mesechta, that of course deals with these Halachis, when the Torah calls the Yomtev Chagamatzos? Chagamatzos, Chagashavuos, Chagasukis. So why is the Mesechta called Mesechus Psochim? In other words, why did Chazal alter the language of the Torah? So Levitzah Badichev offers two answers that are incredibly striking. Answer number one, he says, that the Pasuk says in Ba'alaisto, when the Torah describes the Pesach Sheni, V'yasu b'nei Yisrael as ha-Posach Why did the Torah, in effect, not include this kind of a Pasuk in Pasha's Bay, where the Mitzvah of Pesach is articulated? Says the because that passage was the G'nai of Klav Yisrael. The Gemara says that during the entire 40-year period that we were in the Midbar, we didn't sacrifice any common Pesach except for this one. It's the only common Pesach that we actually brought. And therefore, it's readily apparent why the Torah did not call the Yom the name Pesach, because Hashem is Barach loves Klav Yisrael. And because of his Abba and compassion for them, he didn't want to speak Lignai, he didn't want to speak pejoratively about them. Because in the Midbar, the name Pesach has a pejorative connotation. Since they only offered one common Pesach, and the Torah was given in the Midbar, and that's why the Torah calls it Chagamatzos. After the 40 years passed, and Klaiyosel now offered many Kabbalos Pesach, then it was called Pesach, because obviously Pesach connotes the nest that Hashem is Barach, Hashem Pesach, Abate Ben Yisrael Ben Mitzrayim, Ben Nokpo Yes Mitzrayim, Es Moteinu Hitzil. When Hashem Barach effected that tremendous miracle, the night of the 15th, now it's no longer pejorative, because now we're offering Kabbalos Pesach, and because of that, the Chazal called the Mesechta, Mesechus Tochen. That's one explanation of Yitzhak Baditcha. But then he offers a second explanation, which is equally beautiful, if not more beautiful. He says that if you look at Rashi and Shashirim, so Bidmanushalavim unquestionably Rebels in his nation called Yisrael. Chazal say, for example, the Gemara Brachas, on the Tefillin of Hashem is Barach, Kaviochal also wears Tefillin, also in the Kayim Mitzvahs, on his Tefillin, what is it written? Mi kam cha Yisrael goyach Who is like Klal Yisrael? And we know that we are constantly praising Hashem is Barach, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elkeinu Hashem Echon. So the Korban, says Rabbi Yitzhak B'Dishu, that's called Pesach, is a language of amnesty, a language of pardon, because it says in the Pasuk, 
that what are we going to say? And that's how Rashi explains it over there. Now, basically, on the one hand, we have the Shevach of Hashem is Barach, that he demonstrated compassion for Klav Yisrael. So regarding the reason why the Yom is called Chag the Torah says, explicitly, we say it in the Means we carried out the mitzvah Hashem is Baruch in a diligent, industrious kind of way. The dough was not able to ferment, and that's the Shevach of Pali Yisrael, that we were Zoris in being the kind of mitzvah of Hashem. And that's what the Rabbi says. I mentioned the Pasuk earlier. Zachar ti lo chesinu rayech avas glu osayech. Lech teich achorem amidba be'elz lezrua. And Rashi explains over there that Hashem is Baruch remembers for them as a zchus, the fact that we left immediately, we didn't prepare food for ourselves. Begam tzeidu lo yasulahem. Even Tzegel Adarach we did not have. And that's why the aforementioned question is answered. The Torah that emanates from Hashem is Barach calls this Yom Tov Chagamatzos. Because in that name is embedded the Shevach that Klal Yisrael did and that Klal Yisrael had for Hashem is Barach. And Hashem is Barach was always singing the praises of Klal Yisrael. Chazal, and we call the Yom Tov the name of Pesach. Because that name denotes the Shevach that we have for Hashem is Barach. And we call you so constantly sing the praises of Hashem is Barach. So it's a quid pro quo kind of arrangement. And each of these two names reflect the Shevach of Hashem is Barach towards us and the Shevach of Klal Yisrael towards Hashem is Barach. It seems to me there's a common denominator of these two explanations of our Lady Tzivaditcha. And that is the unbelievable Abba that reigns between Hashem is Barach and Klal Yisrael. Hashem is Barach overflows with love towards us. We say in the Davidim, at night time. And what is the Chasimah Sabrocha? And what is our response? We also reciprocate. We're the most fundamental demands of Hashem is Barach. It's widespread throughout Tanakh. This mutual Ahava that exists between Hashem is Baruch and Kal Yisrael. In Sefer Dvarim, at the end of Pashas Vaeschanon, Ki Am Kadoshatol Hashem Elokecha, Uvecha Bacha Hashem Liyosol Yam Sgula Mikol Am Mashiach Pani Adama. Lo Meirubchem Mikol Amim Choshak Hashem Bachem Vayivchem Bachem. Not because of our numerical superiority that Hashem chose us, Ki Atem Amad Mikol Amim. But rather, because the Yibbam loves us. He took us out. And so what is our response? Our response is, that again, here we see this neutral kind of Ava, and we see this constantly throughout Tanakh. I'll just give you another example that comes to mind right now in Parshas Ekev. Vato Yisrael, Mo Hashem Elokecha Shol Meimach, Kim Liyiras Hashem Elokecha, Valeches Bechol Berochav, Uliyavo Yisrael. And a bit later, Rak Babo Yisrael Choshak Hashem, Liyavo Yisrael, Vayivcha Bezara Machareyem, Vachem Yikol Amun Kayem Azeh. And then of course, 
וחוקייסב, משפייצב, ומצווי סוכר היומים, ונקוס, והיום שמע תשמעו מצווי סייד, דיאבוס השם אלוקיכם, ולאובדם וכל אבנתם וכל נפתכם. So it would seem that if one wants to see this Ava on Shabbos Cholamoid, the practice is to read Shir Hashirim. And Shir Hashirim is, there's a very beautiful parish of the Nitziv to Shir Hashirim. In the back of that parish happens to be an essay that the Nitziv wrote on anti-Semitism, a fascinating essay that's Kedai to read, But in the context of the parish itself, Nitziv points out something which is absolutely spectacular. Namely, we have two expressions. Anila daidi vidaidi li, and daidi li vanila. Anila daidi means that I take the initiative, and hopefully Hashem responds to my overtures. Daidi li vanila, Hashem takes the initiative, and hopefully I respond. So if you look at Shiashirim, sometimes we are taking the initiative, because we have a tremendous longing for Hashem is Barach, and the Hashem responds affirmatively, and Chazal <coughs> saw this dialectic embedded in these two psukim. So the Pesach, I seek at Hashem, and hopefully Hashem responds. In the converse, Hashem takes initiative, and hopefully I respond. But these two approaches beautifully emerge even from a very cursory perusal of Shirashirim. In the second parak, the Pasuk says the following. And here, my beloved implores Knesset to join him. And therefore, right after that, the Shiashim used the language of The beloved initiated the dialogue, and the hope is that Yisrael will respond to his initiative. In Parakei, the Pasuk says, and Rasalechik, Zatzal always pointed this out. I'm sleeping. Cold, dirty, day fake. Knocking at the door. Rebunisham waits for his beloved, Cloud Yisrael. And tragically, we often respond with lassitude, with passivity. I'm preoccupied. I'm busy. I have other matters to attend to. I'm not available for Hashem is Barach. And the interim, when I finally get around to it, the Pasuk records, Pasachti anila deidi videidi chomak ovar. Nafshi yotzeh v'dabroi. Mikashtiyah v'lo mitzosiyu. Krosiyah v'lo yononi. And that's essentially what happened. I missed the boat. And as a result, the onus is now on us to see God Hashem is barach. And that's described in a very sad, I would say dismal, foreboding kind of terms. Mitzahuni ashoimim asevim ba'ir. Hikuni, tzahuni. The thrust of what has happened is poignantly reflected in the very next passage. So it's really amazing 
how beautiful the Shiashir reflects these two approaches. When Hashem is brought approaches us, and we should respond. And sometimes we have to take the initiative and approach Hashem is Barach. So this relationship of Ava, I wonder how Salavetchik spoke about also Barichos any number of times. And now I would like to move to the second segment, if I may, of uh, reflections on Rav Salavetchik. There are many different terms that can be used to describe the Rav Shurin. I'm certainly not really to describe it by any means. But the charisma, the unbelievable riveting ability to hold on to an audience for several hours. And I remember I've said this over a number of times, a fair number of times when he said a sheer Yiddish, approximately at 12 o'clock or so or close to it, he would switch from the Yiddish and say, do you want more? So of course the answer to my mind was, no, I want to go home. Leave me alone. I want to go to sleep. But of course, no one said a word. And so I said, all right. And immediately he went on. And he was able to somehow captivate us. His oratorical skills were just beyond description. His ability to analyze, to conceptually develop an idea was just incredible. I mentioned a number of times I was in Maria the shum that Rasulichik said in the shum that had for 13 years. And I heard most of Masechah Sukkah, parts of Tainus, and every Yomtev, as Abarachim Shlita mentioned earlier, the Rav spoke before every Yomtev in Yoni Pesach. We heard most of the Sukhs in Ari Psochim in the course of those years, be it Afikaiman, be it Dalakaisas, and on Chanukah, and on Purim. I sat next to someone who didn't bring a Gemara, and discovered that this individual was a product of the Holocaust. And when I left Maria after 13 years, he took me to a bistro on the west side of Manhattan to tell me about his life story. And he lost his wife and mishpacha in the Shoah and the Holocaust. And he basically gave up on Yiddishkeit. But he was a maskil, someone who had who grew up in Poland, in the Stiblach, and he had a beautiful Yiddish. And he came to the west side of Manhattan and heard there was someone called Nightingale, was a Zoktashi in Yiddish. He wasn't so interested in the Black Gemara, that was not interested in him, but he was interested in the Yiddish language. And he came to a Shia given by Rasulavichik in Maria congregation in Manhattan. And little by little, he drew, was drawn back to Yiddishkeit. And he told me that night when I left him, because of the clang of the Yiddish, he was brought back to Yiddishkeit. Astounding story. Rasulovitchik spoke a lot about Kayadua, the Maisa Mitzvah, the Kiyama Mitzvah. Very hard to describe that except by bringing many halachic examples of which there's no shortage of. The conflict between Simcha Saregel and Avelos. When the Gemara says in Mayukotin that the reason why we don't observe Avelos and Yomtev, Osi Asei the Rabbim, Vidochi Asei the Yochid. Comes the Asei the Rabbim, the Somachta Bechagecho, is Doicha Rashi says in Mayukotin, the Avelos of the Posse Yemiyo, Evi Yochid Asiloch. But 
really only in an onion is also basa v'yayin. That's the pasuk chumish lachalti be'onion mimenu labiati mimenu betomei. But here the conflict is of a different nature. The conflict between simcha sarego and avelus, the rabbi explained, is the conflict between the kiyum shevaleim of simcha sarego. Even though manifestly, openly, ain't simcha lebasa, ain't simcha lebayayin, isamachte bechagecha. But really, the kiyum shevaleim is an internal manifestation of joy and yomtiv, the experiencing of being in the with Hashem, in the presence of Hashem is barach. And then, of course, we add the kiyum shevaleim bavelus, the mishnah. It's on heaven. Ain't on evil celebrating. Distancing oneself from Hashem is barach. Hesteponim midasadim shesharez bebeisovel. That's the stira. The stira is not so much between <clears throat> regel and abelos, but the stira is an inner existential kind of stira. The kiyum shavaleiv that's embedded in abelos, not just achadusrei nihugi abelos, but the kiyum shavaleiv that's embedded in them. As opposed to, in contradistinction to the Kim Shabalev of Simcha Saregal. And that's how Rav Salavetche, with the Maise and Kim, brought us closer and closer to Hashem Isbarach. And simultaneously, we also, from him, understood the Midas Hadin, which is embedded in Avelos. Zorg Bar Batamidin was certainly one of his, uh, I would say, major methodological educational elements. It's a Raman, it that a Rebbe can scream and should scream at Talmidim. Talmidim have to prepare properly. And I remember there's a short period of time in the Shir, <coughs> several months, <coughs> where I was called upon to read the Gemara. And during that period of time, I was essentially in a congealed state. I was literally frozen. I spent the entire day and night just preparing the Shir. I went to no classes, zero, all day and all night. I was preparing my chabusa, the shir. It didn't really help me too much when he would call upon me. And then uh, once again, <clears throat> I would be compelled to reorient myself the next day and again spend hours and hours and hours preparing the sugya. Once actually, Rasolavechik made a comment to me, which uh, I think is a shevach. I said a slava, and he said, Nitsch left. Not bad. And then he said to me, Ihotakop. So I won't translate. But anyway, so the the notion that I felt in the Shia was the following. There was tremendous pachad. The Rabbi used to distinguish between pachad and yira. These are two <clears throat> two different terms. He used to call a psychologist who commented, Now it's a free for all. This point. First part was more uh, now it's Hopefully, So the Rav said, we are going up on the pyramid. Pacha is a, could be compared to a horse, someone galloping on a horse, and Moli uh, Simcha, and having a great time, and suddenly they realize the horse is about to go over a precipice. Pachad. That is absolute pachad. So we start with pachad. We go to Ema, we come to Yira. Yira, of course, is expressed in the context of Ish Ima Vyavitiro, Mayra Rabba Kemer Shamayim. So it's a much higher level. But when one was in the Shia of Absalavechik, the Pazin Yishayel came to the fore. Ufachad, but what did it lead to? Beracha Babavich. 
led to such a harchava. The Midas Hadin compelled us to learn to prepare to do proper hachona. But it led to an incredible hachava. We went from the pachad all the way to the hachava. And I always felt, I don't exactly know what it was like for Kali Yisrael to be at Maimon Hasinai, but there's no question it was like an experience of Harsinai in the Pachat sense. But at the same time, when we saw the building blocks going up, the approach of Rasulavechik in the general shurim, he said, the public shurim, the Chubadoshes, the outside shurim, he would ask the whole series of questions that went on for a half hour or so, and then he would develop a soul that seemed to have no connection whatsoever to the questions that he asked. And then after the Yisod was developed, then he began to tackle the questions that he asked. It's almost like we saw a building going up. Nidbach agabi nidbach, leveina agabi leveina, mamish enacted beine on Shabbos. We saw the binyan, the castle, unfolding right in front of us. And then, of course, it was not only be'ema be'ema, but smeichim kinesinasa me'asinai. It was a combination, a merger of ufachad, mirasadin, namely a strict, a kind of approach in terms of learning, in terms of careful thinking, thinking that was proper, proper analysis. So here we have this combination of these two factors. There's a chavra of mine who um, is a, what they call a BT, about Shuva, And he was in JSS program at the time. And once he decided, he asked me, can I come to this year? I said, I'm not the Balabas over here. But I don't suggest you do it because... Uh, Maybe Rav Salavechi might see you. Now the situation will not be so healthy. So he said, what should I do? I said, you want to come? Yeah, I want to see what it's like. So I said, sit all the way in the back behind the pole, behind an omud, and perhaps he won't see you, <clears throat> and the problem will be resolved. And after that day, as Hashem Mizbarach has, his Ashkocham, the Rav is not feeling well, he's having serious back problems, and he asked the, one of the Gaboyim to... Um, I want to stand up and walk around a little bit because my back is bothering me. So I said to myself, Vezmir, I just hope that somehow he will not see that fellow. The Rav starts walking around and he aspires that individual <clears throat> and then he says to him, what is your name? So the fellow was so congealed he could not even open up his mouth. Of course, he wasn't able to say a word. And the Rav then said to him, did your father and mother give you a name? He couldn't open up his mouth. He couldn't say a word. He was so frightened. Mary Rabbi Kamar Shamayim. Rav Salvechi went back to his desk and then he asked that person, you, the one without a name that your parents didn't give you any name? Read the Gemara. And then it was just disaster. He had no concept of how to read the Gemara. He had no background whatsoever. And then in the middle he started crying and all of a sudden there was a Silence in the shear, and, and the Rav got all literally, completely, totally discombobulated. So I could describe it. What, 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 what happened? What is going on? And then he starts telling the Rav that I'm about Chuba, and my parents aren't from, and not Shemitah Mitzvahs, Agan Sigeshichna. And I saw that she actually heard him out for about, probably about 35 to 40 seconds, which was unusual. And then the Rav took out a Rambam in the little Talmud Torah. And before that, he told uh, this young man, you know, I also have difficulty learning the Gemara. 
I wreck my brains. I spend the whole night trying to figure out Pshat and the Gemara and the Ramam, and it's very difficult, and it's not so easy to me. But what can I do? That is what we have to do. That's our obligation. That's our... So you and I are basically in the same camp, and um, I'm shortening the story, abbreviating it for our purposes. And then subsequently, the fellow started to smile. Wow, he and the Rav are in the same, uh, the same camp, the same league. We obviously have the same issues and the same difficulties. And then the Rav went on to read the Ramam about Zorik Mora B'Tabidim. That the Rebbe is supposed to scream at Tabidim. Supposed to give the Musa. I was very, very taken by that particular event. One other element in this event, <clears throat> the Rav then asked the fellow, so why did you come to the Shia if you're not part of the entire apparatus. So he said, I wanted to see Rav Soloveitchik. And he responded, but am I a museum piece? That I'm here for observation? It was unbelievable. That's what we saw right in front of us. I remember when Rav Soloveitchik spoke about the problematica of a non-religious state of Israel. But at the same time, he underscored the monumental act of Hashkocha that brought it into being. He saw here the Yad Hashem. He mentioned many, many times that anti-Semitism, his man Chazal, we know, was directed against Shabbos, against Nila, against Tamotera, the Romans, and all the Xeris that took place in different periods of time, but today it's directed against the state of Israel. And he said, the love, something that I'll never forget. He said, the antenna of the non-Jewish world is incredibly attuned to the heartbeat, to the pulse of Klav Yisrael. They know where our country Israel are. They know exactly where our strongholds are, where our fortresses are. Okay, the Rishkala was not able to find halachic categories for a secular Jewish state. He couldn't fit it into any mishbetzet. I remember when the yeshiva of Kerem Biyavne came to the yeshiva, I always thought that Rav never ate anywhere. Obviously, he ate in his apartment. But the only time he went to lunch was he went with Abdolvich, the Ritzal de Bracha, to lunch in the cafeteria. And I remember we were following <clears throat> these two WSL, and there was a massive line that snaked around. And the Rashiva of Kemliyamnen and the Rav were now in the back of the line. There were probably several hundred people in front of them. So the Rashiva Kemliyamnen said to Absalomitchik, Kovar Ateo. And Absalomitchik responded, All these people came before us. I was astounded by that. Of course, a second later, the whole line disappeared, and they were in front of the line. I remember when Rabbi Yosef Zatzal, the chief rabbi of the state of Israel, he came to the yeshiva, he said a shir, and what he said, Halal Yom with a bracha, without a bracha, quoted many, many Mahmoud but what was of intrigue to me was that when they came to the door of Silver Hall, on the fifth floor over there, each one refused to go in before the other. Rabbi thought Rabbi the chief rabbi, he should go in first. And Rabbi thought that the Gal Ador should go in first. Of course, the Gemara says, like So I assume that was the issue, that was the discussion. I think at the end, he sort of nudged Rabbi in first, and he went in. There was a story that was told to me by a uh, young JSS fellow. That's the program for Balichuba in my days. Now it's already changed, last number of years. And he was uh, in the 
dormitory where our Salvechi lived, and the rabbi was looking for a minion for Mairev, and this JSS fellow was new to the yeshiva, and uh, Rav Salavechi asked him, would he join him for a minion for Mairev? So he told the rabbi, he didn't know who the rabbi was, he said, I'm sorry, my rabbi says, it's too early to dive in Mairev. So the rabbi said, I think it's okay. I think we can dive in Mairev now. I think we can dive in. So the boy said, no, it's too early, and we cannot dive in Mairev at this point in time. And finally, back and forth, and finally he said, okay, I agree to daven with you on condition. Make sure you'll say Kriyashma later on at the proper time. Now, so let you just didn't respond. He just accepted it, and the boy joined the minion. I remember when the Rasulvechi, the shoe would be over, he'd walk, he'd go down the stairs, and then very often in the middle of the street, right on Amsterdam Avenue, he would stop. Someone asked him a kasha, and there were cars that were honking all over the place. And I remember he didn't notice. He was so orangutan in the sugya, in the shear. And then a number of times he said, will you stop bothering me? Referring to the noise of the cars that were all around him. He was holding in the sugya, and he was simply reviewing it with Tamidim who came to him. Now, so later he used to comment often, similar to the Gemara and Saint, the Gemara and Dafyudala, the Gemara has a concept in the day that the Rav spoke a lot about. Mahu apata. Mahu Mahu Menachem Abelim Mavato Tanachem Abelim, and the Rabbi added, Mahu Mechadesh Afato Techadesh. Just like the Ibanisham is a creative master, creativity, so too we also are obligated to be creative. And then he once said in Boston, I heard him say this, Why are we getting so excited about Ashua Shog? The Gemara says in Shuas, Anishba, the person swears that this shtender is a shtender. That's Ashua Shog. Why is it something which is, uh, the Torah says, something which is absolutely unconscionable? And the answer is because whatever comes out of our mouth has to be something of intelligence. <coughs> As I mentioned earlier, that a person has is his unique distinctiveness and one has to be medactic. One spoke about the context of Echod mi yodeya, just like the Havdu Yibanisham is Echod. Echod yochidu meyuchod. So too, everything that comes out of our mouth and every individual has a distinctiveness to him that has to be expressed. My father, Vashon, took me to Rabbi Wurzberg's installation in Far Rockaway. I was a young kid, and our Salvechik spoke about the role of a Rav. And I remember he spoke about Three different rabbonim who were asked what the function of a rabbi is a well-known uh, <clears throat> comment of Rasulovechik. One rabbi said the function of a rabbi is to paskin shaylas. One rabbi said the function of a rabbi is to inspire. And Abchayim Briske said the role of a rabbi is to be metapel be yisoyim v'almonis. Just like the Yibanei Shalom, the Gemara Megillah and Daf Lamed Aleph that said on Matzai Shabbos, Chomokim Shatameitzei. And then he told Rabbi Wurzberger that a rub has to be a combination of chesed and emes. when it comes to applying din, halacha. But in terms of how he goes about doing it, has to be done with unbelievable chesed, that combination of chesed and emes. One of the very significant elements of Rav that I think I tried to absorb in the course of many years is that hashkafa has to come from halacha. You harness halacha 
in order to ultimately emerge with Hashkama Satayla. I mean, Yadus, through Halacha, we reflect on the human condition, and Halacha often engenders great difficulties, great challenges, but ultimately, as a result of commitment to Halacha, the world is in order, waiting to be imprinted on by Halacha. The creativity of Halacha. And of course, all this simply reflects the yearning of an individual to come close to Hashem Nizbarach. When Asalavechi was Nifter, I went to hear many, many Hespedim given by Talmidim Rasalavechi. Among the Hespedim I heard was the Hesped of Asalavechi's brother, not the Hesped that he gave at the Levaya. I was present at that as well. As a matter of fact, at that time I was in Lakewood, New Jersey with my brother in law, Rabbi Chol Wiener, and we flew to, from Newark to Boston, and we came back. Erev Yomtev, 10 minutes before Shkia. So, Rabbi Aaron Salavechik said a number of Espanim for his brother. And among the Espanim I heard was the following. He noted that in Dagdoma to Nemrome Sodeh, which is the Chidushim on Chas of the Nitziv, so Rabbi Chaim Balin, the son of the Nitziv, writes in Dagdoma that his father held that the truths of Akiv Ege were like those of Arisha. Yet, he was not interested in biographical information about him. Pursuing biographical information is essentially a form of Bittal Torah. Someone who's capable of engaging in Talmud Torah, that's what one should do. And undoubtedly, there's a lot of Musa Haskell to be derived from biographies of Gedol Yisrael, and that has tremendous value. However, one has to more focus on the the Torah of Rabbi Shaber, rather than his biography, in attempting to assess him. And that's what Rabbi Reichen Shlita mentioned earlier as well. So Rabbi Aaron Salavechik noted that there are two major essays that his brother wrote. One is called Isha Emuna, and one is called Isha Aloha. That's how he termed the two essays. The prototypical Isha Aloha said Rabbi Aaron Salavechik was of Chaim Salavechik. Who's the prototypical Isha Emuna? He said it was of Elia Pujna the maternal grandfather of Rav Soloveitchik. And many Talmudians make the mistakes of Abaran of assuming that these two personalities are mutually exclusive. They're quite similar. The Isha Halacha reaches the Madriga of Anisha Amuna from his starting point, which is Halacha, and vice versa. The Isha Amuna reaches the Madriga of Anisha Halacha from his starting point. He gave a mashal, the Ma'ad Dovodeimen, to the definition that the Tzemach Tzedek gave to the difference between himself and the Admor Mikotsk. The Tzemach Tzedek began from the head, from the cup, and worked to the heart, came to the lathe. The Kotska began from the lathe and came to the cup and worked to the wine. This I heard from Hagoyim Nabaran Salavechik. So Baran Salavechik noted that Abchai Meloshin had three Rabbein, the Shagasaye, was the Shalacha Par He said that in his works, you will not find a single Zoya that's quoted in the entire Shagasari. Not to be found anywhere. The Vishava Koyin, Rabbi Fall Hamburger, was an Isha Muna, and the Goyin was both. He said the Beisalevi was also both. Rabbi Chaim and Rabbi Shia Salavechi were both Anshi Alocha. 
Now, so Lezik said about his father that his father owned the Maran Nebuchim, but he doesn't think he ever opened it. And yet, they reached, they reached the Madrid of Anshi Amuna through the Aloha. And unquestionably, Asalechik himself was a combination, a merger of both the, these elements, Isha Aloha and Isha Amuna par excellence. Rabbi Asalechik told over a number of Maisen at that, at that Hesped, among the several Hesped that I heard him say, what was the famous Maisen which Abchayim prevented the Russia called in Bristol eating Sunnah Masagas Yom Kippur because there was an issue of a person who had to be ransomed from a death sentence. And there was another Maisen in which Rabbi Elia Prujna told the Chaper he has to return a boy whom he had snatched for the army of the Tsar. When the Chaper threatened Rabbi Elia, he threw the Chaper out of his house. And Rabbi Aaron told over that that night the Chaper died of a heart attack. But of course, Avaran said the reason why that happened because he obviously had tremendous remorse and tshuva, and that led to his death. He had explained the litvisha kind of oifen. And then he told over another maaser that I heard Rasulvechik also speak about on one occasion with Ramesha Salvechik, the Ross father, and Chesidish Shabbat This actually maaser is found in Isha Alocha. Take a look there, and you'll see that story quoted. And <clears throat> There's some distinction in the version that he told and the version that's actually found in Nisha Aloha. I don't think they're exactly the same, but this Baltokea was crying, and Rabbi um, Salavechi asked him, why are you crying? You cry when you take the Lulav, you cry when you take the Esrug, you cry when you sit in the Sukkah, why are you crying by the by the Shefer? Because Rabbi Salavechi mentioned that all of the Tzib used to cry so much in Yom Kippur, they literally had to put shmatis around the bima so no one would slip. But Rosh Hashanah, he wouldn't cry at all. Because Rosh Hashanah, as I mentioned earlier, the Pasuk, Gedezim Nechemya, Kichem Vasashen Imoruzchem. The Ramam has a famous discussion, Pirsha Mishnah, Yisach Salvech, he often quoted it. And this is a well-known kind of oxymoron. But it's not, of course, because for Brisk, it's all dialectical, dialectical pulls. In this direction, that direction, Moshcheni Acharecha on the Rutsa, similar to the Ramam, in the Rutsa, about Ava and Yira. At first, the person sees the majesty of Hashem's Baruch, is so full of unbelievable Ava, but at that moment, he recoils because he realizes, what am I but a speck of dust? So he had this constant tension between Ava and Yira. Anyway, so Chedras Hashemim Mauzchem, and that's why you should be crying, but Kia Shefa. He told over another Maiseh, which I don't think is so well known. And this Maiseh, the same Baltokeh, I think his name was, I wrote down in my notes, Rabbi Abraham Radin. He was a big Bali Surin. And uh, 1937, he came to Ramesh Salavechik and told him, the doctor said he had maybe two years to live, perhaps only a few months. He wanted to write a Tzavah. So Ramesh Salavechik told him that the Torah only gives a doctor Roshus that's all he has a mandate to do is to heal, not to project lifespans and not to go ahead and indicate to people that they should issue their less will and testament, go find another doctor. And that Ravram would live, he told them until Mashiach time. You know, Prime held that you don't say Amen, yes, Shona. That's a kind of a kind of Kalola. But what should you say? Ad bias girl. That's the correct uh, version, the correct nusach. 
So Rabbi Avram asked him for a bracha. And Rabbi Avram responded, However, I'll give you a bracha sedid. I'll tell you a bracha sedid. Rabbi Avram was then 78 years old. I think he lived to the age of 113. So again, Rabbi explained rationally that it had nothing to do with him. But he received one of the first pacemakers. So then the question was, so why wasn't the bracha of Ad Mashiach? Why was that Bukuyam? Rabbi said, I'm a misnagin. That question I can't answer. But this combination of Isha Alocha and Isha Amuna was unquestionably very significant in Rasulavetsi's thinking. When I think about all the dialectical themes of Rasulavetsi, there are so many Isha Yehud versus Isha Goral, man of destiny versus man of fate, or Gavra Chetza, man object, man subject. Adam A, Adam B, Maisa Mitzvah, Kiyama Mitzvah. So that you often spoke about the ethical personality as opposed to the aesthetic personality. He discussed it a number of times. One is found in Kiseitse on the Pasha Yifastoya. And the other is found in the context of Shem Chomi Efes, the different reactions. That they had to what happened. So there are constantly this dialectical poles that existed that we saw not only in just the context of learning a sudya, but in the world of Ashkafa Vemuna Arasalavichi. And maybe he told us that in Poland when they said Vidui, they used to cry. And that's what Vidui is, that's generally what we associate Vidui. He came to Germany, and he sees that Vidu is being said like a triumphant march of soldiers. So he could understand it. And of course, the answer is Tzvedinim. There are two aspects to Vidu. One Vidu is confession. That's the Vidu of Poland. And one Vidu is confiding in Hashem Isbarach, taking Hashem Isbarach as an intimate friend, as an intimate confidant. And that's the Kasha that all the Mepharshim ask on the Pasha Vidu Maiser. The world says in Saita, Vidu refers to Shevach. The person is patting himself on the back. So what is the nature of that Vidu? And the answer is there are two aspects to Vidu. One is Hakaras Hachet, the recognition of where I'm holding, where am I in my Ruchnius. And once a person recognizes that, so then he might become depressed, the person might become saddened, might become downcast. But no, the second part of Vidu is the recognition that I can pick myself up by my bootstraps. And here another Drasha Rasalavechik. Tveidinim. Shreirani Binova Banaisu Shalayim. Tveidinim. Shreira Banova. The recognition of the potential that a person can possibly reach. Again, the same dialectical pull. In a similar fashion in the Gemara and Sukkah, the text says the Kasher, also Megillah. Why do we say Harachamanu Yachzil Lanu Abarish Zabish and Kaima with reference to the that we take Gulam, Kalshiva, Zechel and Midrash, the Mishnah and Sukkah. And yet we do say by Surah Sa'imah that we're saying now. And the answer is, Tyson writes in the Gil, a very cryptic kind of answer, that one is Asiya and one is not. And Asalvechi interpreted two types of Zechel and Midrash. Zechel and Midrash Bechubano, Zechel and Midrash Bechifartam. Rabbi Reichen Shlita wrote about this extensively in the Rishima of Masech Sukkah. And Asalvechi explained that the Mitzvah of Lulav Today and B'nai Chazal is exactly the same. The Maestro Mitzvah is exactly the same. 
there's no reason to say Rachman Yachzilon. Mashiach and Tfiras Aimer Iker Chasim and Asefer. The Nitzvah Ktira is no longer with us. The Avon Aimer. This is Zechad the Nidish Rukumbano. He said it's based on two sets of Sukkim. One found in the end of Ches Sabatim. One found in Sukkah. And he also cited the pasuk in Megillah Seicha. And that's how Eicha is also. The Kinos of Eicha divided into two. Zachor Yushalayim Yimayonyo Merudera on the one hand. On the other hand, Kol Machmudera Shehoibam Mekedem. That's the entire structure of the Kino Sarecha. I went for many, many years on Tisha B'Av to Boston. So here again, we have the dialectic. The Gdusha of Shabbos versus the Gdusha of Yontem. In so many different areas, I'm just trying to think aloud now, or when Rasulmechi said the Siyam on the first paragraph of Kulin, and said over his famous piece on the Tyson Brachis regarding Esach Adas, acute awareness versus latent awareness, shiny Taylor, Shainam Ayaj Again, you see these two elements, the dialectic and the creativity of Rav Soloveitchik was unbelievable. Maseir of Shmia versus Maseir of Ria, the way he explained the Mishnahis in Pirkei Ovis. And when he said the Hesped to the Talmud Rebetzin, I was present at that Hesped, a Hesped that's been written up, we spoke about Torah Savicha and Torah Sinecha. Shema B'ni Musa Avicha, I was going to spend some time talking about some of the chidushim I heard from Absalavechik and Tfila, but that would take us far afield. And uh, I'll just mention <clears throat> the notion that Elokim Bashamayim Yatol Aretz Alkein Yud Matim, that Tfila requires a matir, that one has no right. To stand before the king, before Melam Machia Mochim, one has to recognize the Femiya a very fundamental Yesod Rasalvechik articulated and in great detail spoke about. One last dialectic I'll mention, Chazal say, it's a Sifre in Pasha Zekev, Hasefer Vahasayef Yordu Kuchim and Ashamayim. The simple pshat that one came down in Ashamayim. Two things that we need. One is the Sefer, referring to Tamutera. And the other, of course, is, unfortunately, at times, we have to be armed to the hilt in order to defend ourselves. We need both. HaSefer Ba'asayef, Rasalvechik, noted that there are two approaches that a human being can have. One is the approach of being a Moshel, of engaging in Kibush. That's one approach. And then, of course, the second approach, which is not just physical dominance, but more creativity. The idea of Yitzira, Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world. Hashem Haritzim Loya Tevel Beershiva Kiv Al Yam Yisada Beyond the Haritzim Chenenel. And he felt that here we have these two ideas embedded in this statement of Chazal: Hasayef Hasefer Yodu Kuchim Hashemayim. So essentially, coming back to the very beginning of the Shir, where I spoke about. A Chiddush Gadol of the Ramban, namely that even mitach tzora, one is obligated to say Hallel, the way I understood the Ramban, Rashi and Perak and Chesed Tehillim, and this constant tension between Ava on the one hand and Yira on the other hand also fits very well into the Shirashirim, Rabbi Kiva said in the Mishnah Yadayim <coughs> that Shirashirim is Metamis Yadayim. Kadosh, the Shir Hashim Kadosh Kadoshim, 
And we know that many have tried to secularize Shir Hashirim, but when you secularize Shir Hashirim, it makes no sense. It becomes a story of two crazy young people, and that's not what it's all about. But rather, what it is about is what the Rambam writes in the last paragraph of his Chuba, when the Rambam talks about Abbas Hashem, what I described earlier, essentially, man is searching for Hashem is Barach, and unfortunately, often Hashem is Barach, he loses us. And the complete consummation of this idea, of this union, is something which permeates all of Tanakh, all of Halacha, all of Kabbalah, some Halacha Nafshi, Kom Halacha Bissori, and one felt that in Rat Soloveitchik in his very being, in his very essence. The way the Dovan Amalek writes into Ilan in Kuf, Kuf Lamites. And this constant tension between Abba and Yira is one that, in effect, is discussed by all the Delhi Havishayim at great, great length. And in Rabbi Nebachia, in the Chavis Abbas, and there's an obligation to love Hashem, as I mentioned earlier. And the Ram quotes it in Sefer Mitzvahs. And the Ram indicates that Avram Loyavi in Perigur Hashuba, but the Ram says Avram Avinu is the model par excellence. So going back to the, my original Ramban and Rashi and Tehillim, and what I said in the middle, the way I saw Salamechik, Ufachad Berocha Bevovich. Pachad, but that Pachad generated tremendous Hachovas Adas, Hachovas Alev. Even in terms of tefillah, Rasulvechik discussed the Machok of the Babi Yushalmi. What is the essence of tefillah? Is it Bakosha, which is the Shita Sababli, or is it Shevach, according to the Yushalmi? Who is Mispalel? Only someone who is Mitzdair. That's what the Rabban writes. When the Rabban comes to Eisora, tefillah is a If a person doesn't find himself in narrow straits, mean I'm I'm not troubled, but I don't know what Sora is all about. There's no need to doubt it. Someone who's happy, someone who's content, doesn't have any clue what feel is all about. Hashem does not require neither our hoidah nor Hashemach. What does he want to hear? He wants to hear atza'oka, aza'oka. He wants to hear from a person who is suffering, who is in need. And as through tefillah, a person is able to find himself. Because Tefillah is able to enlighten a human being about what his Tzorachim are. How to have a vision. How to realize that vision. The Rav used to speak about this in the context of the Zoyar. With reference to Mitzrayim, to the different stages that occurred over there. First there was total silence. And then finally, after a certain point in time, there was an outcry. Which of course was Molay Tsar. And then Tefillah emerged. The birth of a word. <laughs> that pasuk the Rav showed the evolution of silence to the point of zaka and zaka to a kind of tefillah, which essentially began with sara, and that sara is critical because, in effect, out of that sense of sara, tefillah emerges. And that's why the Rav used to speak about the Orthodox synagogue that has no Rembrandts, no artistic, beautiful designs, 
nothing plush, nothing of a modern suburban kind of worship surrounding, but rather it is a plain, simple kind of real tefillah comes from loneliness, helplessness, a sense of being completely kofuk to Hashem is barach, and that's how Salvechi many times explained the Machogis the Rambam and the Ramban, whether Tfilah the Raisa is based on a cataclysmic Tzora that a person is surrounded with, those are the Psukim the Malachim Alam Peraches, or the Parashim Baal Isla, the Chisavoy, Melchamu Be'artzachem, Al Atzar Atzar Eschem, Rabbi Yisim Echatzaitzais, Veniskatam Ne'ashem Elokechem, Veneshatim Ne'ebechem. And unquestionably, right now that we find ourselves in a time of terrible magetva, terrible calamity. Here one has to look to Yubanishalom for solace, and that too is Yubanishalom is the ultimate menachem, Pasuk says in Tehillim, Samachtes. There, Yubanishalom, a person is looking for menachem, if he doesn't find them, and ultimately Yubanishalom himself, the Nabi says, Anneche, Anneche, hu menachemchem. Only Yubanishalom keep menachem us in Dafka at such a time of sorrow for Kal Yisrael, for the entire world, Imo Anochi B'Tzara, we know that the Chazal, the Gemara says, B'Shosh uh, Adem Mitzdaya, Shechina, Omeres Kalani Me'eshi, Kalani Mitzrayi, Imkein Hamoko Mitzdaya, Al-Domet Shomishoyim, Shenishbach, Kalvachem Al-Domet Shom Tzadikim. And as Rabbi Reichen Shlita mentioned earlier, so many Tzadikim have lost their lives. And only the Rebbe Shom can be Menachimas, because not only are we smitten, but the Rebbeinu himself is also smitten. That's the asod of Iman Nechi Mitzara, where the Gemara says that Oila Av Shehigla is Bana Oila Bana Shegalam Yashulchan Aviyem, and we are in that situation right now. And unquestionably, we have to turn to Rebbeinu Now is the time of Tzara. Now is the time of Tfila. And of course, our hope and Tfila is that. Ufachad right now, this tremendous pachad, but halavai, halavai, bekorov, uvizoichetu, berachav babavir, uvizoichetu, achavasadas. I just want to end the Messiah that I think Rasolavechik, Zatzal, Fiyan Yuzdaiti, he salvaged the American rabbinate, he salvaged the American jury, of but I know that my own life personally was transformed completely. By the love, there's a the Rambam comments on the Pesach Chumash by Yaakov Avinu Vayikra Lo Kel Lo Kel Yisrael. Quotes in Gemara Megillah, Hakadosh Baruch Hu called Yaakov Kel. So I'll let you explain that the Pesach says Vahalachta Bidrachov, as we spoke about the Gemara in Tzaitam and the Gemara Stakasha, the Chiyev Shel Adam. Is it possible to walk after the Shechina when the Rebbeinu is a ash consuming fire? But it means, of course, in Matati Odei, you have to emulate the attributes of Hashem is Barach. If you want to know what are the ways of Hashem is Barach, look at the Tamir Chachomim, look at the Rashi Yeshiva, look at the wonderful Balabatim that we're surrounded with, look at Klal Yisrael, who represent Hashem is Barach here on earth. And Rasul even though he was, I think, Hester betar, Hester betar, Hester. Incredibly tzanua, but he was such a model. They asked the Briskelov once, 
why the world recognizes the Chavetz Chaim as a great tzaddik, but not as an unbelievable Tabu Chacham, despite the fact that he authored the Mishnabura and one season the Bia Locha, incredible lumbus. And the Rizkolov answered that Chavetz Chaim Davin on a daily basis that Hashem should keep his scholarly prowess hidden. No one should know about it. And so they were. So why didn't he daven also that his ethical prowess should also be camouflaged? His midos, sgulios, and the flois should also be hidden. And the answer is because the Chavetz Chaim was aware of his Talmudic prowess, but he was not aware of his sitkas, said the Rizkolov. And similarly, Rasolovetschik's unbelievable personality. He was a Balchesed Mufla. This I heard from many people who knew him well. I only knew him really as a Magachir, as a Golador. But somehow, it was so ingrained in his persona. He was a Rav Chesed, as what's written on the camera of his grandfather, Abchaim Briska. He didn't feel it to be extraordinary. So the entire world sees him as a giant in Tamutela, as someone whose creativity was absolutely unique and distinctive, but undoubtedly, the Talmudim of Salavechik here and there made Sitz Menacharakim. They were able to peer through the lattices and see not just the Midas HaEmes, but see the unbelievable merger in his personality of Rav Chesed HaEmes, that combination, which is so difficult to achieve, that merger, the delicate balance, the delicate interplay between these two Midas, Midas Adin on the one hand and Chesed on the other hand. Sometimes you have and the briskets have that aspect to them. On the other hand, the chesed was of such a prodigious nature and the combination of both unquestionably and undoubtedly that merger of Rav Chesed and MS was the model that we saw and the Yvonne should help us all see Rav Soloveitchik as being that model par excellence we should be able to develop and cultivate and nurture the proper interplay of Chesed Emes. And that's Chus. We should be Zaycha, that the Rebbeinu should rid ourselves of this terrible Magefa that the entire world is engulfed in. And we should be Zaycha to the Rav Chesed. The Emes is the Midas Adin that's in front of us. We want the Rav Chesed to trump and overwhelm and completely cover the Midas Emes. Benisa Nigalu, Benisa Nasim Medoyal. The mayor of your name, no, I'm your name.